This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much and good morning to everyone broadcasting across West Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Colorado, and uh, North Texas, and you know, as far away as, well, I don't know, like Australia. I think we have somebody, I haven't been in the chat recently because I got banned, <laughs> but <laughs> I think we have listeners in like Australia and stuff, so. We do all really over Really around the world, yeah. You got that right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. It is Thursday, and it's September the 17th. Got a lot to talk about on today's show, so everybody's going to take a turn telling us what uh, you're working on in your department here in just a second. Let me give a overview of the show. Comedian Willie Barsena is going to be in later. Uh, that's coming up in the 8th Central, 7 Mountain Time hour. Willie Barsena was one of the last comics who was scheduled to be mm-hmm. here and then didn't make it because the pandemic shutdown happened. But Willie is uh, going to be in the studio today. We've got a true crime report coming up. So we will uh, we will delve into our true crime report. I think we kind of got in the habit of every crime report has a Florida man game, but I may break that streak. I don't I don't think we have a Florida man game in today's true crime crime report. That's not a hundred percent. We still might. Hey, right, we're gonna get you caught up on everything that is uh, happening as far as. Natural disasters and unnatural uh, disasters. Fires, hurricanes, more hurricanes, tropical storms, tropical depressions, uh, other wildfires. So we'll have an update uh, on that as well. Let's go ahead and uh, take turns going around the room. Everybody share with what you're working with, uh, working on today. Brandon Sports, I know it's a big sports uh, day today. Yeah, the Big 12's coming back, baby. Big 12's uh, uh, the Big, Big 10. 10. Big 12's already back. Pac-12 um, is also, they got it past the major hurdles. So the Big 10, they came out yesterday and they said, yep, we're going to start football coming up on October 24th. The Pac-12 was a little bit different because the government was saying, we're not allowing this. So states the, the, like Oregon and California, they couldn't just be like, oh, well, like, yeah, let's, let's go play football. But yesterday... Uh, Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and Governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, said, yeah, you guys can return to competition. So they're going to start hopefully getting that process in the works, and then they'll be able to return coming up at the end of October. And for the Big Ten, they're going to have their championship game December 19th, okay, which means it's the day before the selection day for the college football playoff, which is December 20th. All right. So we had a little bit of an interesting conversation about this late in yesterday's show, but before they officially made the announcement about the Big Ten, and that was when these schools start back, where are they going to be ranked? Are you going to rank them kind of where the preseason rankings were? Or do you – I mean, there are a lot of teams who've already been upset, you know, Mm -hmm. that might have been top 25 or top uh, 35 teams. I I still don't think they should do rankings for at least the first five weeks – of the season, let's anyway. see what you. Oh, you mean for the? But they're doing it already, right? For yeah, they already have for, the rank. But I'm saying in general, like I've always been 
an advocate that you don't do a, like, hey, here's the rankings before the teams have played a game because that's going to skew the entire season. There's always teams in the top ten that are going to that ultimately are not anywhere near as good as you thought, and there's teams outside of the top twenty five that are a lot better than you thought. Give it like five weeks, see how these teams do, and then come out with rankings. Well, that would mostly, if five weeks would mostly be your non-conference schedule. So that's when a lot of teams uh, that are that would be ranked at the top are playing your sacrificial lambs, right? Mm, not so much anymore because a lot of the conferences are realizing, hey, we actually need to schedule good teams. Okay, because the way that the way that the um, selection committee works now, it's like it's going to look a whole lot better for us. We need to place a powerhouse, not a cupcake in our in our non-conference schedule. Joanna, entertainment news, what are we going to take a look at when we get around to our entertainment news later Chris, today? Chris Rock is defending Jimmy Fallon amid that blackface scandal saying that he didn't mean anything by it and that he's totally fine with it. What was uh, rem- that the most important one? Because he was imitating Chris Rock. He was imitating, yeah, Chris Rock. It's a twenty-year-old clip, and was, was it on SNL? I think it was on yeah, SNL. Yeah, because it was set twenty years ago. Yeah, he he didn't have long his own before show he had a yet. Show. Uh, in a new interview, Rock says that he saw absolutely nothing wrong with the video. That he's friends with Jimmy Fallon. He knows he's a great guy, and he knows that he didn't mean anything bad by it. All right, oh. Lisa. How about news? What do you want to tease us with as far as the news goes today? To do some weather. So Hurricane Sally, there's still remnants of that right now in Georgia, South Carolina, um, bringing still that heavy rain, heavy rain. Uh, at first they were worried about the winds, but now we're hearing about heavy flooding in states. It has been downgraded to tropical depression, but then other areas, um, you're going to see a new hurricane. Hurricane Teddy is now coming through. So uh, the Bahamas are going to be hit twice in one week by two different hurricanes. So this is uh, a big area, and remember, we're, we just started on the, the peak of hurricane season, so uh, this is not going to be letting up anytime right, soon. Right, we're almost through the alphabet, right? Yeah. I mean, we're getting into the T's at yeah, this point. exactly. So Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key <laughs> <laughs> Largo. Montego? Baby, why don't we go? No, Because there's I'm a not, hurricane. there's a hurricane. I'm not going. <laughs> go if you want to. Um, all right. Uh, also, a guy in Michigan found a brain, like a human brain, <gasps> oh my God. washed up on the shore. So, oh my God! What? Authorities are trying to figure out whose brain it is, and do they need it back? I yeah. guess. So, who lost a brain? We're gonna we're gonna hear about that in today and sound clips coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got a true crime report on the way today. Uh, lots and lots to talk about. How much money are the NFL teams losing by having empty stadiums? I have a feeling... I assume it would be a lot. Yeah, but I. it seems like... Take away whatever ticket sales they're getting, and they must still be making money, right? I mean, if they were just going to lose money, they, w- they wouldn't want to play so much. Yeah, it's kind of the one thing with like the Disney parks. And people are like, well, when are they going to reopen Disneyland? Well, one of the big things is when would they actually make money? It doesn't make any sense for them to open just to lose money. Right. So that makes me think that the NFL is... I don't know. Disney still has my money, so... (laughs) What what money are they losing? Disney has your money that you were going to go on vacation back in March, and then they they, uh, shut down before you could use it, right? Yeah. 
A couple of a couple other entertainment notes. Joaquin Phoenix has reportedly reportedly been offered fifty million dollars for two Joker sequels. I kind of like uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix ending the way it did. Yeah, you know, I don't I think like any sequels too. would would improve upon upon yeah. that movie. You know? no. What if the new Batman with Robert Pattinson is in that same universe? Now it's not. Like, they don't bring back Joaquin Phoenix. Because remember how the one theory was, this isn't the actual Joker. This was the inspiration for the Joker we all end up knowing. Because mm-hmm. all those people were out in the street, you know, with joke with, with clown masks. masks. Maybe maybe the sad, mentally uh, disturbed Joaquin Phoenix Joker just inspired somebody yeah. to become yeah. the crazy Joker. And if, remember in the trailer for The Batman, it looks like there's people dressed like that still. Oh, like the like protesters. Groups, yeah, it looks like there's groups of people um, with well, that, the clown makeup. That on. would necessarily, just by the film's own internal logic, that would have to be at least 20 years down the road, right? Because Batman was a little kid yeah. in Joker. So Joaquin Phoenix would have to play somebody you know, 20, 30 years older than he played if he's going to be part of this universe. My, my opinion... That movie was great by itself. I think Nothing anything yet is just going to cheese it up. You know, yeah, leave it I as agree. it was. You might refer to it, but as far as Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix coming back to play Arthur Fleck, I say no. No. Uh, here's something that is uh, they're warning about. So I'm going to get this out early. I probably repeat it late uh, later. Triple uh, A, you know, the automotive club, yeah, mm-hmm. is telling people not to do something. I'm sure you've seen people doing. Uh, people driving around, they got their mask hanging from their from their rearview oh, mirror. Yeah, yeah. You've, see, you've probably seen, seen that. that. I have. Triple mm-hmm. A is warning people: don't do that. Why? It could block your view and make you more likely to crash. Or you might look up and it, you know you see something out of your peripheral vision, and you think a car's coming. It, they're just saying, okay. don't don't hang it on your rearview mirror. Anyway, um, a wedding in Maine last month. I don't know if you heard about this. There was a wedding in Maine, and it was the cause of more than 175 confirmed coronavirus cases. And now they're saying that that wedding was responsible for at least seven deaths. Wow. None of the people who died had been at the wedding. They caught the people. virus from people who did. Who so went it was to people, the wedding. Wow. Yeah, people went to the wedding. They went back and interacted with somebody who, you know, was probably underlying conditions or mm-hmm. advanced age or whatever it was those people uh ended up being the seven and that's at least seven it could have been more that they're tracking uh to maine the dr redfield robert redfield the uh, director of centers for disease control yesterday testified in front of congress under oath and said look these ma- if everybody would wear these masks we could get this thing under control mm-hmm. and the mask actually is, in a way, better than any vaccine because you know the mask is going to work. Uh, so this was under oath, Dr. Robert Redfield of the CDC. The president came out yesterday and said that uh, his CDC director was wrong or didn't know what he was talking about. So I guess you just have to ask your opinion. Who are you going to take medical advice from? You know, a doctor who's in charge of the CDC. Or the no. guy who can't even spray tan himself, right? right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy who can't 
can't tell that we all know that that's a fake tan. The guy who can't pronounce Yosemite. The guy who can't pronounce Yosemite. <laughs> I bet he couldn't pa- uh, pronounce Despacito. Okay, well that's that's Sean Hannity, but still, right? Uh, all right, we got Dude, a lot wider. <laughs> we got a lot of uh, ground uh, ground to cover today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. But as I said, we have a lot of true crime to get to today, so let's go ahead and jump right into that. All right, first uh, story is about a home invasion. In the home invasion, the burglar didn't steal anything, but he did. He or she did befoul the home. Hmm. Uh, this happened in Ontario, Canada, over the weekend. Somebody broke into a house there in the middle of the night on Sunday. They didn't steal anything. They didn't break anything. All they did was poop. Interesting. In the dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> Police are trying to track them down, but they only have the one lead. So, the stool. The poop. <laughs> yeah, oh. the poop is the only lead. Oh, I guess God. there wasn't. They didn't have a ring doorbell or a camera. Or anything, they're like so they they're had just, corn for dinner. Okay, Lisa, nasty. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working with with boys too much on this show. <laughs> I'd expect that from Nico. I'd expect that from Brandon or even myself, but Sup? not from you. Not from a young lady. <laughs> Gosh, have some respect. <laughs> no kidding. People are trying to eat breakfast. Like he was at Red Lobster last night. <laughs> <laughs> Saw some of those shitter biscuits. Okay. <laughs> Here's a story uh, about a uh, 22-year-old woman in Slovenia. You know, I try and... I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I try and keep all the crime stories mostly in the U.S. Yeah. Because the further away they get from the U.S., the more iffy they are. But this mm-hmm. one is widely reported. So, Okay. Uh, a 22-year-old woman in Slovenia was busted for, in, well, here's what they say she did, intentionally cut off her left hand. <gasps> oh, yeah. Above the wrist so she could get insurance money. I mean, a lot of people are going to say that this is, doesn't have anything to do with the case, but she's hot. Like, legit hot. Not, yeah. like, hot for a true crime report. She's, like, legit, traditionally, oh, classically hot. <laughs> 22-year-old woman named Julija Edlesic in Slovenia last year. She went to the hospital after what she said was a bad gardening accident. She'd accidentally lopped off her left hand with a saw. Surgeons were able to reattach it, but obviously it didn't work like it was supposed to. But here are a few more details of the story because I did some further research. Mm-hmm. They also said her boyfriend did. and her research boyfriend. He was looking up pictures. Yeah. Well, I did that too, but uh, they say that the woman's boyfriend and his dad were part of the scam and that they intentionally left the hand at the scene of the crime, they didn't take it to the hospital because they didn't want it to get reattached because they thought that might screw up their insurance claim. Uh, after the accident, Julija filed claims with five insurance companies. They found it very suspicious that she had gotten policies with five different insurance companies a year earlier. Mm-hmm. So with the five insurance oh. claims, she was looking at a total of $1.2 million U.S., But after an investigation, it turns out it appears she cut off her own hand on purpose, Uh. and it it also looks like her boyfriend and her boyfriend's father were in on it. Uh, A few days before the accident, her boyfriend had searched online about how artificial hands work. 
on Friday, Julija was sentenced to two years in prison for insurance fraud. Her boyfriend got three years in prison because he was the mastermind of the scam, and it doesn't say in this story if the boyfriend's dad got anything. Yay. But here is Julija. Uh-huh. I mean, it's one thing, like, when you say, oh, she's not bad looking, it's a Florida story, and it's like, well, she's meth hot, but not hot hot. Meth hot? <laughs> <laughs> There's levels, everyone. This this one-handed uh, no, Slovenia is a very beautiful. really good-looking woman. I know, yeah, I can't her. believe she had a hand in this crime. <laughs> Some might say she went to an extremity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. I like how she's very proper and hides the one arm. Right, she's got that. Yeah. She's in court. She and she's got that it. one in the in the jacket. Um, so what was the uh, <laughs> sentence that the judge handed down again? What, what did the judge hand down? Yeah, <laughs> I think she got a year. Um, yeah, but now she doesn't have a hand for the rest of her life. Oh, she got two two years, but not two hands. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> How are they going to cuff her? <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, a real good question. I hear they, they've started referring her to the slot machine because she was a one-armed bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I wouldn't normally... Like, the person's attractiveness has something to do with it, but holy crap, right, Joanna? And you're She's smoking Definitely hot, yeah. smoking hot. Beautiful girl. There's video that's come out of an arrest that took place in Minnesota. It was the mayor of Niswa. Minnesota, apparently a town there, and Frederick Heidman is the mayor. He was arrested last month for disorderly conduct, and the video has been going viral. So he got out of his car and started filming a traffic stop. He didn't get stopped by the cops, but he got out and started filming it, and I guess the cops told him to back up or to... It's not clear if he had any connection with the people in the car. But it's the people in the car whose video has gone viral. Uh, He's given the cop kind of an earful, and then at one point he just crosses some kind of line, I guess, and the cop throws him on the hood of the car and arrests him. So I got the video up uh, for our fans on Facebook. You can see what's happening, but the audio is also pretty good, too. Right there. Mm-hmm. There he goes. Yeah. You know how in baseball they always say there's the one word that you can say to an umpire that's going to immediately get you booted out of the game? Do you know what the word is? Yeah, I can't say it on the air, though. Qualified. You're not qualified. But that, no. that's totally what that guy, he hit that one note where it's like, you're not qualified just to be patrolling the streets. Bam. So the cop is throwing him. This I don't know how big this town is, but imagine it's pretty small. So the, the officer. big enough for the both of them, yeah, sir. The officer almost, you know, assuredly knows who the mayor is. And the mayor probably knows, but it's not clear if what the mayor's relationship is to the people in the car. You're going to hear them talking in a second. They sound like they're young men, possibly teenagers. So I don't know if one of them is his son or what. Zach gets out of the car, by the way, and you're going to hear what happens in a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, this was uh, Zach's video that's going, and uh, the person in the car who posted the clip 
wrote on it that the mayor seemed inebriated. So we don't know exactly what the relationships were there, why the mayor of this town decided to pull over and, and start giving the cops a hard time about a traffic stop. But they did, and he was uh, arrested. Yeah, that does seem odd, unless he does, like, he would have to have a connection in some way, shape, or form. Otherwise, he's just randomly stopping because a cop has somebody pulled over. You know I got to say, these small town politics, you know, there could be some kind of history between the cop yep. and the mayor, you know. Really, I, I grew up in a small town. Everybody really does know everybody. Um, we got another story here. Three people uh, pulled off a robbery in California, and they decided to stop at a donut shop. That is the cardinal mistake if you just <laughs> committed a crime, stopping at a donut oh. shop. Celebratory glazed, man. Three people <laughs> robbed a house in Chico, California. This was around 3 a.m. on Monday. And after they were done robbing the house, they decided to swing by a 24-hour donut place. Surprise, surprise, there happened to be a few law enforcement officials <laughs> inside having uh, some donuts and coffee. <laughs> nice. One of the cops saw some drug paraphernalia fall out of one woman's pocket as she oh. got out of the car. So the cops went outside to search them. Another person in the group, of the robbers that is, had a semi-automatic gun tucked into Jeez. his waistband. Just as they were searching the car, the call came in that there had been a robbery. Mm-hmm. They connected it to the three people at the donut shop and arrested 25-year-old Shayla Robbins Bailey, 32-year-old Matthew Conzadine, and 25-year-old Joseph Lawrence. They're like, go charges. over the list of things that was stolen again. Like, yeah, found that. Yeah, found that, too. <laughs> you know, but when you pull up, when the cops go to a donut place, they park right in the front. I mean, it's not like you, you didn't know there were police inside, I imagine, right? They probably had their, their cars right out there in the front. Yeah, it's not like they try to hide them. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're not staking out the donut, donut place. Donut they're just getting shop. some donuts, right? <laughs> like, if... If you were wanted by James Bond, you wouldn't go hang out in a casino yeah. or a tuxedo shop. Or anywhere right? where they served shop. martinis, yeah. chicken, not stirred. And speaking of James Bond, James Bond uh, comes into play here in our final story. Oh. Ooh, it all comes together. A female sumo wrestling champ. What? Let me repeat that for you. A female sumo wrestling champ broke into her ex-roommate's house in Pennsylvania okay. to retrieve her cat. The cat's name, uh-huh. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a 27-year-old uh, woman named Helen Del Popolo from Westfield, New Jersey. She is a national champ in the middleweight, middleweight division in sumo wrestling. Good for her. Yeah. Well, recently, her roommate moved out, and the roommate took Helen, the sumo wrestler's cat. James Bond. So last week, Helen, the sumo wrestler, went to the roommate's new place to get the cat back. She brought her friend, a 34-year-old woman named Lauren Bowser, who's a mortician. I don't know if that has anything to do with the story. It's just, you know, hey, I'm a sumo wrestler. you may want to know. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. A female sumo wrestler and a mortician. Yeah. Walk into a, a house they're not supposed to be at to get a cat. <laughs> That's it. That's the joke. When the ex-roommate <laughs> saw the two women, one of them her former roommate, breaking down her door, 
She ran, and then she fought back. In the end, Helen, again, that's the sumo wrestler, and Lauren, her friend who's a mortician, got out of there with the cat. But they were both arrested for burglary, criminal trespass, and assault. So who kept the cat? Yeah, what happened with the cat? I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. (sighs) Obviously, this was a case of cat burglary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Helen says she believes the charges will be dismissed. Quote, there was no striking or anything like that. Court will happen and everything will turn out right. I expect a full dismissal. And here is a photo. Oh, my gosh, Joanna. Oh, what a cutie. This is... Now, who's this handsome young man? Oh, that's the uh, female sumo, sumo wrestler. Oh, my God. My bad. I thought it was... Look a- at that cat, though. Look at the cat. Oh, cutie. Y- you love that cat, don't you? Well, I that's, do. I don't, yeah. I don't know who has custody of the cat James Bond right now. Oh, Whether James. the sumo wrestler... It does that the cat is very tuxedo-like. Yeah, yeah. cat looks like a tuxedo. It is great. The sumo wrestler could have the cat. The mortician could have the cat. I hope the cat is in a happy and healthy place. Yeah. Cat looks like it's a little bit scared for its life in that photo. We all hope the same thing. So uh, there you go. There's our true crime report for today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. They caught a guy who went into uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral and smashed this like 100-year-old statue of Jesus. Why did he smash a hundred-year-old statue of Jesus? I don't think the story in the paper today says. Well, uh, this was at the uh, th- this was the Sacred Heart of Jesus statue inside St. Patrick Cathedral. Police say Isaiah Cantrell, age thirty, was arrested Tuesday for the vandalism. The Catholic Diocese of El Paso said the statue was destroyed around ten a.m. The sanctuary was open for prayer and the man came in and uh, smashed the almost 90 year old statue it was on display behind the main altar of the church Bishop Mark Seitz said that he would pray uh, for Mr. Cantrell the Vandal I saw this on the news yesterday one of the things that they said on the news that I don't see here in the report in the paper is that uh, the Vandal said that that he objected because the statue should have been darker in color because Jesus was a Jewish man and that the statue was too white. Okay. Also, one of the reports I saw yesterday said the statue is valued at upwards of uh, $50,000. Let's see. Could they, you know, I'm not making light of anything here, but could, I'm just looking at, they got a picture of it. Could they, could they glue it back? You know, fix it up. I don't know. I'm not joking, Joanna. That was the first thing I asked. Yeah, right. Because Jesus' like, arm is laying like there. Back. It looks like the main damage. Let's put it back. The all better is, is the arm. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the statue is. is he's got his arms wide open. And he's welcoming. Uh-huh. You know. And one of the arms broke off, but it looks like his head. Are you saying that he has his arms wide open? With arms wide open. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> so sorry. Weird times. Weird times, folks. 2020, who had smashed Jesus' statue on their bingo card? I did not. Uh, 
I had I had Trump agrees to a debate with Biden hosted by Joe Rogan, so I got that one. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but I didn't have the Smash Jesus statue, it turns out. Okay, let me tell you what's on TV tonight then. Uh, oh, did you see that mirage that in China that people are saying looks like Hogwarts? What? No, you haven't heard anything about this, right? No, but I saw the new uh, Harry Potter game that's coming to the PS5. And it looks pretty stinking amazing. Let me see the I mirage. Send, I gotta right. send you the link to this trailer, Lisa, because I think it's something that might impress you. Oh my! I'm sending you the pictures that uh, the person who took it, uh, and there, there it was seen by multiple people, claims that this was a mirage of what looks like a medieval-style European castle with spires uh, in the sky over China. This is old, isn't it? <sighs> I, I just saw it today. Well, the. There have been reports, uh, yeah, it's from, it looks like Friday, but I just heard about it for the first time today. So people, uh, You're a lot saying of, they found Hogwarts? Th- that's what people in China are saying when they saw these images. Some of the people on, uh, the Chinese equivalent of Twitter is called Weibo. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were awestruck by the scene. Many compared it to Hogwarts from the Harry Potter films. One person wrote, is this the Shangdong branch of Hogwarts? <laughs> Another Chinese fan joked, how can muggles see Hogwarts? That's a good point. We're not supposed to. So the explanation for things like this um, is that it's, a, that it's a mirage. Wizardry. That it's a uh, what's called a Feta Morgana mirage. Uh, that is like in humid condition. You can see. Look, it's 2020. Anything is possible. <laughs> That's right very now, true. Okay? I don't know. That's never made any sense to me. Like, if I was driving along and I looked up and I saw a castle in the sky, I would be legitimately baffled by it. But I guess they say that when the atmospheric conditions are just right, it can... Well, okay, so have you ever been driving down the road and it's along the highway and it's a really hot day and it looks like there's water up ahead on the road? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that kind of mirage, except... Does it Except look like a, a medieval castle? Yeah. I'll be honest. It doesn't really make sense to me, but <laughs> they say that there's a that there's an explanation for this. And then they're trying to figure out, like, what building in that area of China could have possibly looked like this. Somebody, I guess, Brandon has just sent me the Snopes article on it. No, this is a different one. This is from about five years ago. This right. is what I was yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the city where it looks more... Like a Stonehenge type of... Well, I mean, it looks more like, like skyscrapers where it's, everything's oh. kind of a square. Okay. And what do they say? What do they say about that one? Um, yeah, they it say, says I it's mean, called it's, a Fata Morgana uh-huh. or an optical illusion. I don't know. It looks weirder than an optical illusion to me. I'll say that. But it's also kind of like how people saw a UFO flying over Jersey on Sunday. Or Monday, actually. What turned out to be the? I, I saw people blimp. talking about that. Oh, it was the blimp. It was a Goodyear blimp. Yeah, I put it. There's an article of it. BuzzAdamShow.com. It was the. So I mean, if if you see the, I mean, people truly were like pulling over on the freeway. Oh, but was it at night to get footage of it? it yeah, it was like dusk. Okay. So and so you could kind of see it in the distance, and you know they've got that big reader board on the side of the blimp, and so that was lit up, and it looks like it's just hovering there because it's a blimp. And there's people freaking out saying it was a UFO. And I guess to them, technically, it is a UFO because in their brand, it is unidentified. They don't know what it is. But yeah, yeah it was just, it was the Goodyear blimp. I saw somebody post and said, hey, NASA's already confirmed there are UFOs. And I was like, 
first of all, what are you talking about? Second of all, if you're saying a UFO as in it's unidentified and it's flying and it's an object, then yeah, I mean, NASA has said people have seen things that they couldn't identify. Mm-hmm. So if that's your definition of UFO, UFO doesn't mean spaceship, right? Mm-hmm. It's just something that's or flying like that you don't sort, understand. Yeah, some sort of alien craft that's being piloted by aliens. It doesn't mean that. It's just an unidentified flying object. All right, here's some highlights. Uh, you know, Trump had his uh, town hall the other night. Joe Biden gets his turn. This is uh, tonight on CNN. Anderson Cooper moderates as Biden answers questions for a live audience, socially distanced, however. I guess Biden will get a chance to maybe respond. You know, somebody asked Trump during his town hall, um, you know, why haven't you made masks mandatory? And uh, Trump somehow said... Well, Joe Biden hasn't made mass mandatory either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not joking. That's that's really what he said. Oh. <laughs> no, he really said that. So maybe somebody'll say, "Hey, Joe Biden, not the president. Why haven't you made <laughs> mask mandatory Again, in 2020?" The guy that's not the president. Can you tell us why you haven't made these mandatory? Mm-hmm. Couple football items. 14th uh, season premiere of Thursday night football. I know we had football last Thursday night, but that was technically Sunday night football on Thursday night. But tonight on the NFL Network, Cleveland Browns hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. I can't right off the top of my head think of a worse matchup, but Lisa's got a point. People want football. Mm-hmm. True. But you also have uh, you know, got Baker Mayfield. The Browns are always an interesting story. And you've got the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, yeah. playing for the Bengals. Couple of Heisman uh, winners uh, in from the recent years going up against each other. Series premiere of the Bradshaw Bunch on E. It's a reality show with uh, Terry Bradshaw, his wife Tammy, and their oh, three God. daughters. We don't need more Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, it seems like you get plenty of Terry Bradshaw. Just on Sunday, I think it. I don't have anything against Terry Bradshaw, but what we already get is about my limit. Yeah. <laughs> and the 19th season premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians tonight on E. This is uh, final season. This, isn't this it? is the final season. They announced All that right. Keeping Up with the Kardashians oh. is coming to an end. It marks the end of an era with, as we say, farewell. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to get to uh, news headlines this hour. We also heard back from the El Paso Karen that's gone viral in a video. Uh, but Willie Barcena is here, and comedy's back in El Paso Woo-hoo. tonight through Sunday. There's going to be two shows on Friday and Saturday at the El Paso Comic Strip. Willie Barcena. Byron Kennedy. That's right. My old boss. My old radio boss. Is not, Byron not, uh, was uh, was part of that uh, debacle? No, I mean, it was probably, <laughs> it was probably good. Hey, bro, I was ago. number one for two and a half, uh, two and a third years. Two and a third years. <laughs> I was Byron, number one. Did you fire Willie? <laughs> this, I did. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, I, like, I've only heard Willie's side of it. But I think I can kind of put the pieces together as to what really happened. Is this yeah. the the radio show you did where you fell asleep on air? No, yeah, that's it. <laughs> he was doing it from his way, couch. I was in Sacramento. It was called. Willie you weren't Bar- in Sacramento we're, we're, though. I was for the first two years. Really? Yeah. For, okay. For, I would fly back and forth every weekend. Third. I would fly back home. Oh, you were like a Tom Joyner. Uh, yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and then he and then I was gonna quit. And then he flew to Vegas, and he's like, don't go, man. Please, we love you. You're like the greatest thing we've ever had. And then uh, I was like, nope, I got to go. doesn't sound familiar at all. And then, <laughs> and then I said, he goes, what do you want me to do? And I said, he goes, what if we put a studio in your house? And I said, go ahead, bro. That's, that's, that's how I'll stay. How did that work out, Byron? 
Well, we actually we put the studio in his house so he could get to work on time. I don't know where this other story. Came See, from. right, I, I, knowing what I know about Willie, super talented, super funny, super. all of that, all of it. It's the work ethic that I would worry about if I were in your position. Yeah, yeah. it's just like like if you had a show that started at six, oh, like what time would you be ready to start the show? Six. Like at six, six. right? Byron says it's probably like six twenty. Absolutely. See, absolutely. I know this dude. You know him well. And I know his you strong know strong well. points, and I know his not so strong points. Right, Willie? Yeah, you know this dude's so mad at me, man. He's, this dude gets mad because he's he's like you. He's a get up in the morning guy, and he does things right. And he's all bitchy right now. First of all, we're supposed to leave yesterday. Like, at, uh, I was supposed to go to his house. He lives in like this rich part of uh, um, Orange County. Uh, right by the beach, right? Like his his work, his condo. You open up his sliding, and you can see the ocean. Okay, this dude right here. So, so it's like two hours from me, right? Like no, and you're gonna I, no, pick him like, up. So I was gonna go pick him up the night before, right? And, All right. And then so I started drinking, and I said, "Bro, that's another one of the things that like an area that could be worked on." Yeah, the so drinking. On for sure. Well, I don't drink and drive, bro. Even if it's one beer, because that's how I roll. It's because of my response. Yeah, it's because I'm responsible. You drink and sleep in, though. Because I'm responsible. So. <laughs> Because I take care of my health, right? Because sleeping is good for the body. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh-huh. Um, so I told. So he goes. He calls me up the night before, and he goes, "Willie, you said you're going to be here at ten o'clock, and we're all driving in the morning." So uh, I just, I, I, uh, I told him, "No, bro, I'll be there at seven in the morning." So, which means I'd get up at five to be at his place at seven in the morning. I can already guess that that didn't work. that didn't happen. So so no. So I get to his house about ten. I knew it the minute I saw the text. I just set the phone down. I said, "Well, that's not happening." Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> By the leave way, around. You know how I got the condo on the beach? Huh. How by getting to work on time? Oh, here we go. Oh, so now, corporate bastard. So um, anyways. Yeah, man, this dude's uh, this, and then he was pissed this morning because cause we're, we were supposed to be here earlier because I told him we we're going to be here at six. What time did I tell you, bro? I don't he know. said to be there at 6.15. Yeah. He calls me at 6.11. Hey, man, when are you going to be here? I said, I'm going to be there when you said to be there, 6.15. Well, how about 6.30? <laughs> I said, Willie, I'm pulling up. Uh, yeah. I'll are just... you ever late for like a comedy gig? I, once or twice. Yeah, but not very often. <laughs> not man. very often, because that's at night. Man. You're probably not. Was late at night. You're yeah. not a morning. You're not a morning person. Guess I, what? Well, I'm not a morning person. I'm not either. God, if I didn't have this show, I'd sleep. You know, I I would love to sleep until eight, nine. Uh, but you can't if nah, you're doing a morning. I don't know show. how you do it, bro. This, you know, uh, you give up all your social life, you, you ruin do. all your relationships, and you 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 you, and you lose meet chicks, sleep, and, and your health goes downhill because and all the women you meet are the red parrot. <laughs> I don't know how anyone does morning radio. I tried early in my career, and I just I was like, you you can't pay me enough money to to work those hours. That's insanity. Yeah, but. But I, but I got to tell you, man, it's cool being his boss now, man, because he was my boss for a long time. Did you know he was going to fire me when I first started, Buzz? Like, my first three months, he took me in the office, and he goes, hey, Willie, I got to tell you, man, listen, it's an idea I had. You know, I had a crazy idea of having a comedian be a morning guy, but 
oh, man, you know, just, you know, things happen, man. And I go, all right, it's cool. So I'm thinking, all right, well, that was a good little gig for three months. And then the ratings came in, and you gave me a raise. Huh? <laughs> Back off, Jack. <laughs> I think, like, you didn't quit touring as a comic, which almost seems no, like... No, I it, got Fridays off. It seems like it would be impossible to do a radio show and tour as a comic. It was just too much. Uh, I mean, people do it. Steve Harvey did it for years. I don't even know if Harvey's still on the radio or not, but... Yeah, I mean, we had to hire an army of people to pretty much do everything except... The talking, the talking really? yeah, and the fun. I don't know how to press any knobs or anything, bro. Like, like the, the keyboard you have, all that stuff, I don't know any of that. And the guy who was doing it, the guy who he hired to take care of me, hated me because he was a radio guy. And he would tell me, like, Willie, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to tell people that's between us. And <laughs> like, he would always get mad, man. That's not just a radio thing, by the way. Uh, I don't know. We're, uh, it's Cobra. You feel like we're pretty open here, though, right? Yeah, we are, like, We brother. pretty much talk uh, man, about anything and dude, bro, definitely me, piss bro, people are, off You're my homie, man. Yeah. You're my, you're, you're, yeah, well, what's up? Uh, just, like, the times that you've come in and just, like, ripped into somebody who's, like, a client for no uh, reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. You know, I even plan around, they're like, hey, we want the guy that's open in this new pretzel shop to come by. I'm like, yeah, Willie's in that day. Have him come another day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that like, the girl that I was working with, she quit. She was he hired her as my. It was uh, she was the sidekick. You know, I don't know if they're called sidekicks. Sorry, people. Co-host, <laughs> I'm gonna call it second bananas. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, bro. So she was the Lisa. Continue. She was, she was <laughs> <laughs> anyways, the, uh, um, I, I got. You know, look at. I'm not in shape. She wasn't in shape. We're, we're, we we both were not in shape. Fine. Right? But we were sponsored by Weight Watchers. The Weight Watchers. Oh, God. <laughs> Those are the worst when they expect so, results. Yeah. So she would go. She would go like this. She would go on the radio and she'd go, hi, thank you for Weight Watchers since the last three months. I've lost 40 pounds. And, you lost 40, and, you're and then I'd be on like, the radio. I'd lost. be like, in the middle of her talking, I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> And we lost the contract to Weight Watchers. And, uh, oh, I got in trouble for that one, man. Because I think she, oh, and then he hired he hired this really beautiful co-host. Like, this chick was a model. She was Miss Sacramento. And she goes, Willie, he goes, Willie, I got this chick. She wants to be your co-host. Don't blow it. So she was in uh, in the morning. And then it was like, oh, and we got uh, Brittany here. And Brittany's uh, our new uh, co-host of Willie Barcena. And then I farted, bro, right? Yeah. And she she grossed out so bad. Yeah, first day. She she was so disgusted. She goes, Well, I'm gonna go get some coffee. And she never came back. <laughs> wow, and, Buzz. And by, and, wow. One time. Can you believe that only one, one fart and she quit? One by time. Time. One, by time. By one time. Sanchez. One time. Yeah. How many times have I let you do that? Oh, you lucky. You what? Really? Dude, no, no, Willie. You've done one. that while well, I'm in there. Oh, yeah. you just, this chick only took it once. The time I did it when Lisa was in here, I don't know what happened. I like I, I had know. a lapse and I forgot she was in here, and I immediately Willie, I looked at her like, oh my god. He looks at me and just his face goes. <gasps> Oh. And I just look at, are you kidding me? I just start cussing off air and I like storm out of the room I'm like, you're disgusting. You're disgusting. I'm like, start spraying you know, him down with Lysol. Uh, I, I felt like I had known you long enough and well enough that like in a relationship, if no. you'd been my girlfriend, no. I would have started farting in front of you, but 
you had just yeah, been you know like what? my coworker, yeah, my co-host. Women don't so understand long. that. That's a show of love. No, but it was a mistake. No, but <laughs> it is. I would no, not have done but, it. I don't know but, what happened. No, I had a fart and a brain sub, fart at the no, same time. No, subconsciously you felt uh, comfortable. Like you didn't even know how comfortable you felt. No, and but that's just why. forgot Lisa no, was in there. I just forgot, forgot she was I was there. in there. And I was my, behind <laughs> the computer, so he couldn't see me. Oh, uh, but mine was nasty because it was it was a beer fart. So those are the worst. But hey, Byron, what, did she go? How did she ever? Did she ever tell you anything, bro? Or she just never? Did she came come back, back to get her last check Byron? or anything? Man, I don't remember. There were so many that, that we just went through a lot of them. So I don't. Remember, <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? I don't remember. Um, but bro. I can tell you from experience, you have a a one time and quit kind of fart, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, the difference between you and me is when I did it, I was immediately mortified. Like you probably I, didn't feel bad. You thought it was funny, right? Yeah, I was cracking. Well, up. I thought it was funny, but I didn't like. Didn't let the on cameras that I thought it was pick funny. up Buzz's face? Yeah, the Wasn't cameras it left were on him during break, and all of a sudden, like you could see the look, look of terror on his face. Like, oh my god, Lisa's in here. Oh my god, Brad, did play his fart that you recorded? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I. Oh, they did that. like a dozen remixes. <laughs> like they put it with with "We Will Rock You." It's they used my it. fart for everything. <laughs> and then I walk in, and Buzz is like, "That's my fart." <laughs> See, that's a fart to be proud of. <laughs> I forgot what. Picked it up. T- uh, we got to take a break. I hope you don't find it. I'll be perfectly honest. But- hey, bro, can we talk about something more intellectual when we come back? <laughs> like, come on, man. Let's, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm kind of. Let's raise the bar, though. Who, who started this fart stuff? I'm, I'm you, kinda, did. you did. Oh, I, and I'm kind of ta- tailoring the show to meet your your strengths. <laughs> really. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back and hopefully we won't be talking about farts anymore. Okay, let's we'll move talk on. about it's... Willie was my last like meal out before everything changed. You yeah. remember? Like yeah. right before everything shut down, you were the last guy I went to go eat with and then it was like you came out again. It was sad. It was sad. I even I, I I didn't even want to go home. And then I wanted to stay here some extra days, and your boss said, no, we can't pay him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he said you could stay, but we can't pay you for it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Brandon, I don't know if you, I don't know, you didn't mention this in sports, I don't think, girls. You did it real quick, and I missed it, but the U.S. Open in golf starts today. So it's uh, a little later in the year because of COVID, but the U.S. Open gets started today. I'm a big golf fan. Are you a golfer? Yeah, golf, but I never wanted to watch it on TV. Like when I was a kid, sat- Sundays, my dad would be on the Saturday and Sunday, he'd be parked on the couch watching golf. And I thought, God, it, when I grow up, I'm never going to watch golf. That's the most boring thing I've ever seen. Guess what I'm doing on Saturday and Sunday? You watch golf? I'm sitting there watching it on TV. I suck. I, I, I've tried it three or four times, and every time I've gone, I, I just piss people off. They, they, they don't even think it's funny, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody I go with, they're like, dude, like, you can tell by the like, third hole, they're like, why did we bring this guy, man? <laughs> and then I got to say things like, man, I just, and then everybody says I swing like a baseball. I swing like a baseball swing. Yeah. So the ball always goes like back. What back? I don't know, bro. I've done stuff that people were like, how did you get the ball to go there? You know? Yeah. Like, I almost hit a guy one time. The guy was sitting like directly across. The guy was like standing directly across, and the ball went shot. Like, you straight in front. Do you know what I mean? Some people don't. I suck. Some people suck, but they get bit by the bug somehow. You know, it's like they go and do it, and it's like they're terrible, but for some reason, now they got bit by the bug, and they keep going. And uh, probably 90% of golfers always suck, like never get any better. Byron, do you do you play? I absolutely love to golf. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, like, 
what other sport can you get hammered and mm-hmm. and participate? Also, what other sport can you actually get better at after the age of forty? And you know, that, yeah. Or what other sport could you not be in any kind of human shape and um, <laughs> and actually call it a sport? Well, that that yeah. definitely that, used to be the case because if you look at those guys back in the seventies, you saw a bunch of like uh, like like pear shaped bodies and apple dumplings out there. But <laughs> these golfers today are uh, you know Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Tiger. These yeah. guys are built you know like like they middle linebackers. These guys they, they've started. That's why they pounded out there like 360 yards is because they've really taken the physical conditioning part of it. But you're right. In times past, you don't have to be a physical specimen to compete at that level. But right? I think it's a worse sport for many reasons. It Here is. It is. I'm going to tell you why. Why I if like you, it. No, yeah. here's why I think it's for sissies, man. Because no other sport do you do you sit there and everybody's like, shh. Meantime, Come everything on, else has an yeah, arena. Yeah, everything else has an Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys hitting a fastball 90 miles an hour, the ball curving, and, and everybody's like, hit the ball. Thousands of people hit the ball, and you have to sit there and focus. So I think golfers are, are wimps, man. Well, Mickey Mantle once told that to, I think it was Ben Hogan, who was a famous golfer. He said, you know, my sport's a lot harder because there's 20,000 people making noise when I'm trying to hit the ball. And Ben Hogan said... Yeah, but I have to go out and play my foul balls. <laughs> oh, that's a nice comeback. That was you, yeah. That was, that was good. Ben Hogan burned the hell out of Mickey Mantle. No, that was you. I bet you've been holding that one in for for years. <laughs> I'm gonna use it someday. <laughs> um, that was good, bro. So Willie and I went out to eat, and it was right when they started. Like I think when we went in, we went to the Rib Hut. Do you remember? Ah oh, man, me and you always go eat somewhere. Yeah, cool. we went to Rib Hut and they had every other table closed. And then it was oh, like yeah, the very yeah. next okay, week. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the very next week, the restaurants shut down and stayed that way for a long time. So, in that amount of time, have you done any touring? Have you done no. any comment? What have you man, done? No, man. Okay, I'll be perfectly. I mean, I'm gonna tell you how it happened. So when when I was here, that's when the shutdown happened. When I was here, because I didn't know they were gonna close the show. It was like March 15th or March. 11th, whatever, I forget the date now, but the show was going to be in two days, and and Bart was saying, the show's still on. And I go, okay, show's still on. And then that night he goes, hey, man, you know what? We're going to, everything got canceled. So now I was stuck here, you know, in, in El Paso, and that's with you, and I wanted to hang. I knew I had nothing to do, bro. I go, oh, this is not good. And then I get, and then I get a call from like four or five comedy clubs. Hey, man, we're canceling um, mm-hmm. the next week. And then I work for Norwegian Cruise Lines. I did the Bahamas one week out of the month. That stuff got shut and down. All that got shut. So now I get home, man, and for like the first two weeks, I was going, all right, if I don't keep busy, man, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to start getting depressed. And I felt the depression, man. I felt it. You could feel it seeping in. So I started like fixing stuff around the house, man. Like, like usually I started, I was like the paisa that I usually hire. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that I hire to come and like, hey, man, uh, you know, fix that and fix that brick and paint that and sand that and replant that. So I was doing all that. How, were, how, did, how were you at it? Okay, I sucked, all right? Yeah. But the good thing is you could YouTube, man. Man, <laughs> that got for YouTube because I sit there and I was really slow, you know? Like, I fixed some tile in the house. I bought machines. I, Do you know what an oscillator is? Huh? Huh? You don't. And you know why I know? It's something that I oscillates, YouTube. I bet. Yeah, but you grunt, you, what oscillating does, it, it, you can take the old grout. For, when, you, when you put tile, that, that scrapes the old grout. 
and I didn't know that. And, I, and, 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 and then I bought one of those things. I felt like I was really cool because uh, I felt like a man, bro. I felt like I had a pair, you know. But anyway, did your wife notice? Did it get her turned on? No, nah, man. I, 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 she, this is what happened. I would fix something, and I would, hey, come here, look at this, huh? And then after a while, she's like, all right, you, you told me, okay, big, okay, okay. I always okay. admired guys that could fix stuff. Like my dad would never hire anybody; he'd do it himself. It, he might not do it right, but he'd do it himself. And it's like, whatever. I didn't get that gene, you know? Yeah, but th- what? I, man, I, so I just got to jump in here. So he, he was all proud of his work that he's talking about, right? When I was at his house. Uh, oh, I showed you too? Goes, I showed hey, you bro, that. I got to show you what I did. I got to show you this tile work, bro. Can I was so proud. Out? I put right? two tiles. Two, two, right? two, two, like, my, two like, of my outdoor tiles cracked, man. There's like 30 tiles out there, right? And he's like, see this tile right here, man? I replaced that. It was broken. And like, I look around and they're all broken. And I'm like, no, well, that why was did like, you the, stop here? And he's like, a lot of work, bro. Like, you got to get down there and it's and i was like that was the one that was really broken the mm-hmm. other ones were, that was really the one the other weren't broken they were cracked <laughs> yeah you go I jesus go, man so you only did the one tile yeah. i gotta i gotta show you uh this because we heard back from the woman who went viral for being the the el paso karen and we got it over at buzzadamshow.com so you can check it out so uh she got back in touch but i, I didn't find out until today that she called i guess Joanna, she called during the show, but she couldn't go on the air. But Okay, so there's a lot of profanity. I can play the video, and our audience on Facebook can see the video, and you guys can see the video, and anybody who wants to see it can go over to buzzadamshow.com, but i got to play the edited audio, so it's going to be a little little tricky. I want to make sure that this is muted. (laughs) If it's not muted, I'm in big trouble, because uh, what they were saying when they posted it was that this lady was at a light, and the light turned green, so people started honking at her, and then she got mad at this lady. Well, the Karen lady called back to say that they that they definitely got that wrong, and that's not what that's not what happened. So here you go, and let me get the uh, audio running. Uh, hey, <laughs> why did I get all personal? <laughs> right, that's hitting pretty close to home for some of us, right? Ouch! <laughs> but she's hot, man. You know, <laughs> you know, she's hot. So many people. I, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, you know, if I was single, right? There are so many comments asking, so is there a Mr. Karen? <laughs> <laughs> and then they posted another video, same lady, different setting, and she's kind of causing a scene in a grocery store. Is that like a Costco or a Sam's or something it looks like? I don't know. But this is the same lady, and here, I'm just going to play the, the video That's for the same you. one? Yeah. <laughs> Right, El Paso Karen's, you know, is that the same one? From a fitness yeah. standpoint, it's holding it together yeah. pretty good. How, how does she get? I mean, so she, she looks like she might be forty, forty-five years old, but uh, <laughs> so she called in, but she couldn't go on the air. Why? Well, Joanna took the call. She said that she was getting ready for work, so she couldn't get go on air. But she was okay with uh, with you interviewing her for a moment, right? I mean, it wasn't an interview, but yeah. Okay. Uh, it was so just her saying. Giving her, her side of the story. Yeah. So what they were saying on, on this uh, this website, is it a website? or a, It's an a, Instagram page. It's an Instagram called FitFam. It's basically El Paso's TMZ. And they, what they were saying is she was at a light. She was on her phone and didn't go. She says that's not true right. and that this lady followed her. So here's uh, El Paso Karen with her side of the story. Good morning. Good morning. I don't have a lot of time because I'm getting ready to work. What's that? I have, I wanted to call and say that, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get ready. Um, 
the videos that you have of me, unfortunately, it's uh, kind of sad that nobody knows that people were harassing me first in both those videos. Oh, are you the one they're calling the El Paso Karen? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a Karen. I'm actually very poor and very hardworking. I'm not a privileged person. Uh-huh. And the videos? I, you the said, what about the videos? Way to, way to ask follow-ups, uh, well, Joanna. It was good job there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was when we started first wearing masks, uh-huh. and I was in Walmart shopping, and a lot of people still weren't wearing a mask, and I had a young gal tell me, I hope you get COVID-19. Oh, no. Because I was wearing the mask and the gloves. Okay, so th- she's talking Joanna's. about that second one. She is wearing a mask <laughs> she's and she's wearing, wearing gloves, so we don't know what the price. She's not like giving somebody a hard time because cause they're wearing a mask. She's saying somebody was giving her a hard time because she was wearing. A wow, mask. So, 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 so this, this is a victim here. Yeah. Hey, by the way, can you get a hold of Karen? Can we have her open up the show this week? <laughs> I would, honestly, I would have Karen if you can if you're listening. I would Maybe love for you to do, open up. Maybe we could up. do one of those roasts. Have you ever seen that where a comedy club has a has a roast battle between comics? Uh-huh. The no. second one, the gal was tailgating me for quite a while, and as I got ready to turn into the parking lot where I was going, I told her to back off, uh-huh. and I guess she was in a hurry because she was tailgating me. But she proceeded to follow me into the parking lot and start taking pictures of my license plate. Okay. And she then started videotaping me, and she was in the parking lot where I was at at first, behind me, and then pulled over across the street and was there for quite a long time. Uh And that's why I yelled at her, because I don't think that if I tell her to back off, I mean, I can't see. I can't really see why she would be uh, taking pictures of my car as if she's gonna. I I, I know, know you said you don't have a lot of time, but do you think you have the time to go on air with Buzz right now and clarify all that? Um, no. Good job, Joanna. That's just what she's taught to do. Very good job. <laughs> you rock. And take the time. I mean, I wish I could do that, but like I work all the time. Um, it's just really unfortunate. I'm here for you. <laughs> I've done a lot more good than bad in this world, and that never comes out, does it? Yeah. She needs a hug. I'm here. I, I want to bring I want to bring happiness to, to her Karen's life. Can um, we find out where she works and let's send her some flowers? First of all, great job, Joanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah good job, you. Joanna. Thank good you job, girl. Much. You guys thought it was pointless when I said we ought to hook it up so Joanna can record people when they don't want to go did on the think air. It was pointless. But it's been you good. thought, well, this is just an exercise in futility, and then it's been good so far, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been great. Because so, a lot of times that I say, hi, Buzz Adams Morning Show, this call is being recorded and maybe aired, we no longer get calls that say, you guys suck. Oh. They just immediately <laughs> hang up. Or cuss out Joanna. And they no longer cuss me out. I used to play those calls. <laughs> well, I've, I've told, there are a couple of rules. Listen, if somebody calls in, I'll get to a call right away, whatever it's about. If somebody wants to go to the front of the line, it's the ones that disagree with me or have a problem. I don't put people that are just going to, you know, oh, Buzz, you're great and you're right about everything. If somebody calls in disagrees with me, I go to that one first. That uh, song they were using in the uh, the El Paso Karen in Walmart, I said, boy, that whoever did that really sounds like the Beach Boys. I, I found out that is the Beach Boys, that, oh. that surf-sounding song. So listen, here, here you go. 
So this was. Oh my god, she has a theme song. I love it. This was uh, a a short lived sitcom like in 63, 64. So the Beach Boys. About Karen. Well, it was about a a character named Karen. I'd never Uh, heard of it. Like I say, it was only on for one season, but it it was actually the Beach Boys singing that song. All right. Well, there you go. The El Paso Karen wants you to know she's not a Karen. She works hard. She's not uh, privileged in any way. And that that lady was tailgating. She her. needs a hug, man. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Sanchez. Sanchez. She Sanchez. says Sanchez. She's, she's does from, she say yeah, Sanchez? Yeah, she says Sanchez. Ah, man. She's a watered and down. People correct her, and she's I'm always wa- like, you gotta looks, eat. Oh, you're one of those. She's a watered down burrito, you man. You can pronounce your name. <laughs> she's you a can rap. pronounce your name she's, however. She's not even a burrito anymore. She's a rap. Willie. <laughs> People should can pronounce her name any way they want to pronounce her okay. name. That's okay. the way I feel about it. Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, good morning, Lisa. Oh, good morning. CNN's going to host a town hall with the 2020 Democratic presidential nominee, former Vice President Joe Biden. It's happening tonight in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden is not going to make it to this, to this election, man. He's either going to uh, die... Number one, <laughs> or, or or he's gonna uh, like a health get dementia like at, at its fullest. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna make it to the end, man. Like both and of them have dementia. I pre- at and this I point. predict uh, Trump is fully gonna lose it when it gets to the end. Something's gonna happen. that's gonna because he's at the edge, man. At the I'm, edge, yeah, he's 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 about to go nuts, dude. He walked past that edge like okay. a year ago. Are you <laughs> okay. kidding? Okay, this has been bonkersville. Have you been not watching the news? Yeah, the yeah, edge? yeah, yeah. I, I love the. I want to hear. I want to hear Biden uh, take a question because here, here's what uh, Trump said when he had his earlier this week. Somebody asked him about why do you, why didn't you make a federal mandate? You know that everybody in the country's got to wear a mask, and Trump says. Uh, well, I do wear them when I have to, which is goddamn why. <laughs> he says, but I will say this. They said at the Democrat convention they're going to do a national mandate. They never did it because they've checked out and they didn't do it. He's wondering why Joe Biden hasn't called a national mandate. And I guess somebody needs to remind him Joe Biden's not the president. Yeah. Joe Biden has, hasn't been the president while this COVID-19 has been going on. What? Well, this is going to be Biden's first primetime town hall since the nomination. Uh, the town hall is going to have socially distanced live audience, follow the state uh, guidance regulations for the pandemic. He said, uh, Biden has said that a vaccine must be developed and distributed free of political pressure, and that de- development of a vaccine won't follow a political calendar um, either. All right, a bipartisan group of House lawmakers have introduced the I am Vanessa Guillen bill that happened on Capitol Hill. The young army private's body was found months after she was declared missing. Her family says she didn't report being sexually harassed to her superior out of fear of retaliation. The measure takes sexual misconduct probes out of the chain of command into the hands of independent investigators. It's all going to require that the military treat sexual harassment as a crime and sex crime victims would be allowed to seek compensation from the Defense Department. Democratic Representative Jackie Spire of California called Vanessa's death the military's Me Too mov- moment. You know, I tried to, because we got big military community. Right. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get to the bottom just like looking stuff up and reading reports from reputable sources and stuff. And there's a lot of dead ends because the, the Army hasn't really been completely transparent. You know, like who was she being sexually harassed by? So everything that I get is from people who are like, hey, I was stationed at Fort Hood and here's what I think's going on or, you know, speaking off the lot, record. A lot of cover-ups, you're saying? Well, they said that there's a big, like, there's a big gang presence 
Definitely at Fort Hood, but at a lot of military bases. Well, there's a military guy. He served in the Army. He actually went to Desert Storm, right? Yeah. See? Well, they were saying at Fort Hood, it's like, you know, you, you've got these young people who are in the military, and a lot of them are affiliated with, with you know, gangs, and that that might have something to do with what's going on. Again, this doesn't come from the top because they're staying pretty tight-lipped about it, but it's just kind of like what I noticed a lot of people saying – were they anonymous? Sure. They claim to be in the know somehow, so take it for what it's worth, I guess. Yeah, and then you just also have to kind of take the uh, history of what has happened at that base where you have uh, several people that have gone missing or uh, come up dead. or and I think A lot have, of suspicious circumstances. And then the prostitution here. ring that was just broke up there, too. So there is a lot of criminal activity, it seems, around that base in particular. All right. It's been confirmed that two, one of the two Los Angeles County deputies who were hurt in an ambush shooting is out of intensive care and will soon be released. The Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva took to Twitter to announce that news on Wednesday night, adding that the 24-year-old man has a long road ahead for recovery. Def- deputies suffered gunshot wounds to his forehead, arms, and hand. Jeez. According to reports, his 31-year-old partner, now she remains in the ICU after being shot in the jaw and arms. The mother of six, she was able to radio for help and tend to her partner after being shot in the John Arms. Uh, both unidentified deputies were shot while sitting in their patrol car in Compton over the weekend. That suspect remains at large, and Villanueva says the reward for any information leading to the arrest has now increased to $300,000. Uh, some people, there were witnesses because there are people that have their own cell phone footage of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them that I saw, you know, the guy is laughing yeah he's laughing i mean obviously he thinks it's funny or he 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 likes what's going on there find that guy i think he posted it on his social media you know bring him in tell him hey we need you to answer some questions what'd you see as what about the guys that went into the uh the hospital and were yelling yelling did you hear about that i want i want to point out like uh they've been trying to lay all that on black lives matter you know there are millions of people who who sympathize with black lives matter who have gone out and protested or just silently there were five people all right there were five Mm -hmm. people there they were part of a specific group called uh it's in la it's called africa town uh and and they the guy came out and yeah he was he was on the record saying he organized it and they went down there and that they take it as a war and the guy specifically said, we're not affiliated with Black Lives Matter, but it's all... But it's connected. You know, people... But, will he, but we connect. It, for some reason, in the past three years, people have really taken... Uh, have objected to me talking about politics because I've always talked about politics. Right. But here's the thing. Everything's political. You can't talk about sports without talking about politics now. You can't talk about street violence unless you're talking about politics. Mm-hmm. It's not me politicizing. This is being politicized. And people are saying, well, that's Black Lives Matter. As far as I can tell, there were five people. Uh, Black Lives Matter has not come out and said, well, we agree with what they're doing. Quite to the opposite, everybody that has spoken for Black Lives Matter and Joe Biden's campaign, it's being politicized, definitely. I'm not the one politicizing it. I'm just telling you that it, you can't paint the entire Black Lives Movement by what five people uh, did. That was pretty right. disgusting, and I think everybody would agree with that. Right. Yeah. All right. When it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, there's some confusion as to when we're going to see it become available. In a Senate hearing yesterday, the CDC director, Robert Redfield, said the vaccine is going to be available to first high-risk groups and first responders, but then it will take longer for others. 
He also, vaccines weren't the only subject he discussed during the hearing when it came to face masks. CDC director said it's one of the best protections for people against the virus. An American resident in Germany is in big trouble after she went on a pub crawl despite showing COVID symptoms. 26-year-old Yasmin Adley went to get tested for COVID after suffering flu-like symptoms when she returned from vacation in Greece. She was told to quarantine till she received a result, but instead went partying for several nights and continued working at her hotel job. Now, at least 22 American guests at the hotel, they've already been confirmed as infected after the hotel hosted a conference last week on... How the American military overseas should deal with outbreaks. You know, if the doctor tells you you can't go out and you can't socialize, you know, you're going to be putting other people in danger, man. You know, bro, that, this is really pissing me off. That's how I caught um, crabs in the 80s. <laughs> they warned you and said, yeah. don't t- do it. No, and you just no, did it no, anyway. No, some girl. They warned yeah. some girl not to do it. And but now she, did it anyway. she did it anyways. Right. Now look at you. Well, the woman could be facing hefty fines and jail time in Germany after exposing the public. Well, people might be confused because of the messaging. So you had uh, Redfield there, who's uh, director of the CDC and a medical doctor for for 40, 50 some odd years. Mm. And but I love Trump. Got, Trump came out and goes, he missed. He didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> he was confused. So what are you going to, tra- who are you going to trust? The doctor who's in charge of the CDC or the guy who ruined the, the, uh, uh, USFL? Look, look bro, <laughs> if, if me and Trump were friends, like actual friends, I'd be saying, listen, man, Trump's got this one. He understands, but I don't get any of his money. We're not buddies, so yeah. He's never crazy. done anything. He's never put you up for a night at some fancy resort or anything. Nothing, nothing like that. Hired you? Nothing. Nothing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Breaking news, and this does have some some bearing on 2020 apocalypse bingo. So, if anybody had the square for Kanye gets banned from Twitter for peeing on his Grammy award, what? You can go ahead and blot that square because <laughs> that just happened. I guess Kanye has a big problem with the music business and, you know, everything. And he he put on his uh, social media. Hey, Byron, did you ever deal with Kanye? Uh, no, not Kanye. Okay. Well, anyway, Ka- so. Kanye has been locked out of his Twitter account for urinating on his own Grammy Award. Wow. Well, he's losing it too, right? He's another guy that's kind of out there. Are you sure it wasn't Taylor Swift's? <laughs> you think he got a hold Taylor's Grammy and peed on yeah, it? Yeah, I um, think he would do that. I mean, you pee on it, it's almost like a Golden Globe instead of a Grammy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to our news headlines. Lisa, what else do we have today to cover in the news? She's not in here, man. Oh. Lisa's not in here. She's trying to get the pa- the Wi-Fi on Willie's phone. Uh, well, Brandon, what's up, bro? Wait a minute. What's up, Willie? Hey, Brandon looks different, man. I don't know what looks different by but he just looks different from the last time I was here. I, mean, I don't know. He looks I mean, identical. The same guy. Yeah. It's the beard. Is it the beard, bro? No, no, no. the beard's the same. I mean, it dropped a little weight during the uh, lockdown. He started. You know, I'll he say this. He's tan. Started, he looks tan. I guess he tan? started wearing a lot more shirts with collars. Yes, I've noticed that. that might be it too. You probably only know me from my t-shirts yeah, and my hoodies. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Actually, you, you I'm look, wearing a button-down like, shirt today. You, you look like you could hire somebody <laughs> with that shirt. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like middle management. Yeah, you look. You good. know. Not like a district manager, but no, maybe not. a store manager or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Middle management is still management. 
All right, now back to the news with Lisa. Good morning. What again. are you talking about? I yeah, told you during the break. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he, he's not listening. <laughs> I love Lisa. I, I love, I love how Lisa. Lisa's like a wife to Buzz. <laughs> well, you, I told you already. You Jesus done? Christ, take out the trash. Yes, dude. <laughs> you didn't hear what Brandon said. That was Lisa's last Oh, story. you got two wives. <laughs> I did not. And that's the end. <laughs> I legit, like, I, hear, I have one story left we could do. I was yeah. just going to save it tomorrow. Uh, no, I, I didn't hear it at all. <laughs> you know what I can see Lisa doing? You know what? No, I'm not going to do it. All the time. I do that. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it then. You do it yourself. You clearly can do it yourself. Now, go ahead. What else do you have? <laughs> okay. A Florida father is upset after his son was told he couldn't wear his mask to school anymore, and he would have to find a different one for school hours. Greg Golba said his son, he's been wearing, Ian's been wearing his Hooters mask for weeks to school. <laughs> I was wondering, wait a minute, is the school anti-mask? <laughs> I know. That's a- it's a Hooters mask. Yeah. And uh, Greg says he doesn't find Ian's mask offensive and says, Hooters, it's just a restaurant, people. Ian said his teacher at Sunset Park Elementary School told him it wasn't appropriate for school. And when he asked why, she told him, go ask the principal why. So he did. The principal told him he had to remove the mask three times. And finally, Ian did remove it. And he was given a different one to wear for the rest of the day. His father now says that Ian will continue wearing his Hooters mask to school. uh, But if he was asked again by the principal, he will remove it. School district says they don't comment on discipline matters, but does say that the Hooters mask, it does violate the dress code. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to apply for Hooters. And if they don't hire me, I'm going to sue, man. Somebody did that like 20 years ago. Yeah, some guy Uh, applied for Hooters. So now, like every now and then, you'll see a guy working at Hooters, but they don't have to wear the shorts. Yeah, you'll see him definitely, you know, back in the kitchen. Those are all dudes. And most of the managers are dudes. But as far as being like a server... You don't yeah, see I like that to be a very server, often. man. Put on some tight orange shorts. Have some dude there in a chub, bro. What if they What if they hired so you? And you that want? was the stipulation. They were like, "Yeah, we'll hire you, but you got to wear this." Scratching my crotch. Yeah, there, there was. That was. I think this you goes back. Wings? You want some wings, bro? This goes back to the. This goes back to the '90s, and it was some guy, and it seemed like a frivolous lawsuit. It's like, bro, come on, you know what the deal is. They're not going to hire you. And I, th- I think he was like, well, I'm a men's rights activist. No, I think this is a great way to sue, though. But it's a, I just, Yeah, it's, it's a great way to yeah, sue, yeah. I guess. But he, mine would suck. I, I would have to put, like, paper down there. And, or I, I'd have to stuff it, man, because I don't, I don't have a big package. Mm-hmm. I have a size nine foot, so there, there you go. <laughs> you, you wear a shoe size nine? Yeah, it's disgusting, right? It's pretty Disgusting. tiny shoe size. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not unusually small, but it's... It, it, put it this way. It'll fit in your ear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Not, you don't not, even, I said a Q-tip. What are, you, what, what are people talking about here? What, what, where are we? Hey, uh, <laughs> putting your foot in his ear, it sounded like. I, I, don't it was, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get foot. <laughs> yeah, my foot. You wish a foot. <laughs> uh, you watch any football, or are you more into baseball right now, Willie? Okay. I'm a hey, Dodger Dodgers guy. clinched it, man. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. And listen, I know I'm in Texas, but I, man, and Houston was, I never saw Houston as a rival, but when they cheated and they never, then they didn't, uh, you know, apologize, like a real apology. They had like this fake one that they had to do, you know? Right. And, but uh, that's when I didn't like It was Houston. like when your parents make your brother say sorry. Yeah, say sorry as we smack you. Sorry, 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 Dave. You know? Uh, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I am I am a, a, a baseball guy, but I don't know much about football. This guy doesn't watch football anymore, man. Tell him why you don't watch football no more, bro. Is it the kneeling? 
Yeah, it's well, part of it, but the <laughs> politics, man. Like, I don't go to sports for politics. I go to sports to escape all of this nonsense and to to have entertainment. So, yeah, and this guy's a big Steelers fan, like huge man. And I remember when I bought you that gift, bro. You never really said thank you, man. That really pissed me off, bro. <laughs> you get it? Remember ten years ago, I bought him a, a, a oh, Steelers. Ten years ago, God. I, I bought you a poster, bro, and it was signed by like some. It, the poster cost me like two hundred and fifty bucks, and it was signed by one of one of the Steelers, one of the one of like a Terry Bradshaw or, or something really cool, man. And you never said thank you, bro. Do you remember that? No. Okay, exactly. I don't know. Hang Sorry, on bro. to stuff, bro. You I really know. do hang on to stuff. This is the same guy that told me to get over it yesterday, like 10 minutes after. Something. Get over what? Me being late. Him being two and a half hours <laughs> late. Just get over it. He's like, dude, you're bringing negative energy, man. Like, bringing negative energy. Um, so they, they're they looking at how, how much the teams are losing they're by le- not having they, fans. Are they losing a lot, bro? They must be making, like, in the long run, or else they wouldn't do it, right? I mean, they wouldn't be doing this if it just was costing them money. So even without having fans there, I, I figure they've got to be turning a profit, right? But isn't viewership down? They say, didn't they say that? Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. In the yeah. NFL, yeah. Yeah. So they got to be it's losing down money. pretty significantly. So the only teams that had fans in the stands uh, the, for week one were the Chiefs, the Super Bowl yeah. champion Chiefs, and Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And that's probably a Florida thing. You know, I'm surprised Miami doesn't have okay. No, they, okay. Miami you played know, in New England. Oh, right. So so I have to address to. the football thing, though, real quick. What? The what, 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 reason what, what, I don't what? like it anymore is it's weak. It was gladiator stuff when I was a kid, man. You can't hit anybody anymore. You can't injuries. hit them high. You can't hit them low. You can't leave with your head. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't touch the receivers. But, but, it's but not people the are same dying game. now because of the way they used to play, man. It's not the same game. People so, have di- like like brain damage. Junior say out committed suicide. Die. They don't get fame and fortune. I mean, sometimes going to work is dangerous. They're just a bunch of spoiled, <laughs> whiny, rich. I, I'm not okay. buying it. It's I just dangerous. heard this yesterday. Do they, they really have a black national anthem now? Or is that somebody is that made up? They, there, there's a song called Lift Every Voice and Sing that's a hymn. And they said, we're so, going to start doing this before before the game. But I don't know that anybody. It has been referred to in the past as the black national anthem. I don't see who it's hurting. No, is it? But do they play it like side by side with the American? Here's another thing. I don't usually watch before the game. I usually tune in once the game started. So all this stuff I only read about secondhand. When did everybody care so much about what's going on before the game okay, starts? I never have. I'm, I'm talking I'm, about the bro, game. It's bro, I'm all for now. Black Lives Matter. All right, all right. Let's just get that straight. But. I, I don't think there should be a black national anthem, bro, because then we're going to have the Chicano one, you know? And we're going to need, like, low rider. We're going to play low rider. Yeah. And then we're going to need. Ma. Right. Right. And then we're going to have to play, you know, or Wang, Sleepwalk Wang by Chung. Santo and Johnny. Yeah, and then we're going to have to play Wang Chung tonight for Asian people, right? <laughs> you know? Everybody <laughs> Wang Chung tonight. And then, um, I don't know, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's, where does it stop? All right. Anyways, man. Let's move on. What's next one? <laughs> Let's keep going here. I, I, the, the thing I would Sanchez. say, like seeing it, seeing it the day after, and everybody's talking about Sanchez. When, when the players kneel, I love saying that, bro. It's like a, it's, hey, it's like a, Willie, I want to tell you, like when Sanchez. When the, I feel like a king. Focus, Son. Willie. Oh, yeah, sorry. When, when the players are kneeling, and I get like, especially people who serve in the military, right. like are uh, really take offense to, or some of them do, some of them don't. I guess yeah. you know. Well, he's a military guy, bro. That's why I know he yeah. takes offense to that because he he actually saw like incoming. You know, he like he heard the things like right, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard incoming ever. No. 
If you were in... That's your, your, like, your, your version. Well, what the hell did you see? Like in Desert Storm, there wasn't a lot of... You didn't, there wasn't fight, a lot your, of, you didn't fight a rifle it, it, once? Yeah, have you seen uh, Jughead or Jarhead? Oh, Jarhead. Jarhead, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Jarhead. Yeah. That pretty much sums up my tour of duty. I mean, yeah, I never, I, fired, I had friends. My, I never fired my rifle. I just, it was, we fought boredom, most of us. <laughs> hey, that, that's exactly just, what my friends said. Can you just go along with my story? <laughs> bro, if I say this guy saw combat, you should embellish, man. Say, look, bro, okay. been there. Here's yeah. my point. Sanchez. So when I see the people and the national anthem is playing and they're on one knee, All right. they're paying attention because I remember in the 80s, I played, you know, during the national anthem, people would be talking, like it, it, players would be like pointing out the hot chicks in the stand. You know, people, this idea that that everybody has always stood rigid at attention is, is doesn't line up with fact. I mean, uh, and then they showed video during the Super Bowl. Trump was having a party at one of his clubs, and he was pretending to lead the orchestra and stuff like that. So I, I think for a lot of people, it's just like, oh, we're going to hit you know some emotional buttons what I love and get about people you. you know what I like, man? You know what I like about you, bro? I'm not kissing your ass because I'm on your show and, and uh, what you is help it, me promote my show. That you do see the middle ground, bro. That's what I like. I'm, That's what I, I dig I'm about this. I'm a radical centrist. No. That's how I consider uh, myself. Yeah. I'm I, like Brandon, who's a Trumpster all the way. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding, bro. Hardcore red, bro. <laughs> uh, so the Chiefs and the Jaguars had uh, fans, but more teams that are going to have home games. Have you heard who's going to have fans this weekend? Hey, I heard your team, UTEP, sucks, bro. Yeah, when did you hear that? Like 1990? No, I just heard about it. I never really followed UTEP until like, the, and then you yeah, guys you just saw got that Texas score, didn't you? We're, yeah, we're that's one. what I saw. I saw that on ESPN. Hey, oh, the, the Miners are one and one, and we're playing Abilene Christian this weekend. So fingers crossed. There's a chance we you guys get are that one second. and one. Yeah. Oh, you guys haven't been 500 and like forever, yeah, right? Do we? Do you know who the wins came against? A, a team that didn't show up, like FCS schools. Oh, like a full. Like, Full level lower. Like a high school. Yeah, kind of. I suggested, like, if we have a chance of beating non-FBS teams, we got to drop down to the FCS, and you would have thought that I slapped somebody's grandma across the face. People Bro, were, how da- it's like, well, we have a lot more in common with Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin than we do with Alabama and Texas. Bro, you know what? I, I, I know how to make UTEP a better football team. I, I would do it. They would hire me, and you know, and I won't ask for a lot of money, but I know how I would get that team to be Run number one. the dirtiest one. program no, no, in the country. No, listen, bro. Get people straight no, out of prison. You, no, you got all these, all these on military. You got the military base here. I'll get one of those generals, one of those kick-ass ones, you know, that chews nails and, you know, farts nails, uh-huh. you know, that guy, right? And just give a speech to this football team and tell them what it takes to grind it out to, to be tough. You th- you don't think football teams have motivational speakers come in and try and get their team fired up for something? You don't well, think anybody's well, thought of that well, before? Well, they got to fire the one from UTEP. The, the motivation guy from UTEP, I don't, he must suck. He must be like, come on, guys, try. But- <laughs> 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 it's, it's yeah, you must suck. Because the team sucks so bad. I mean, what does he say? Like, hey, guys. And- we're one and one. Listen, people are dancing in the streets because we're one and one. All right. And we might be two and one after this weekend. Want to bet? We used to play oh. Abilene Christian. Oh. We used to play Abilene Christian, and I was I went to an NAIA school, and we used to have them on our schedule every year. I guess they're like Division One now, though, right? They must be. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hey, uh, Willie Barsen is here for everybody listening. If you can make it out for comedy this weekend, you should do that. But you should probably plan ahead because they're not going to sell every seat in the house because of social distancing. Right. They're going to have alcohol sales. Gonna, and yeah. Bart's got a uh, got a kitchen going now. He's so got that's food. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and the more, by the way, uh, it's been proven that, that um, alcohol kills coronavirus. Is that right? 
Yeah. I heard that Corona beer kills coronavirus. Yeah, when, they... when the when the alcohol gets in your system, it battles the germs, and you 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 just is that how that works? Yeah, you pee it right out. Coronavirus the, goes down the drain. Yeah, with the more alcohol. Like Kanye. actually, if you take shots of tequila, that instant. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Willie Barson is here. Byron Kennedy's here. Rafael Molina uh, is here. Is that the lineup for this weekend? That, Rafael's going to be the MC and. Yeah, bro, that's the ma- that's 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 what's what you up, call- Raphael? That, uh, Raphael, bro, you got to click that on. There's a button. Yeah, there. click or, it on, or bro. Switch. Is mic on? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick up. Raphael is from. He's from from so- You know what, bro? From Socorro, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a homegrown dude. <laughs> hey, did I ever tell you the first time I took this guy? Like, uh, was it four years ago? Yeah, bro. Did I tell you the story? I took him to Vegas for the first time. Like, first time he ever got out of uh, Socorro. Like, like I'm Paso. sure it wasn't the only time he's ever been out. Of no, Socorro. bro. Listen, the so, first time in Vegas, though. Yeah. yeah. So, did you know I lost this guy for three hours because he was mesmerized by all the lights? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Bro. It was like taking this dude out. Of the- hey, uh, where is where is Emily from? She's from Fabin. Fabins. So Emily's from Fabins, and she won a, a trip because she did her job so good. This was years ago, you know. But she had never been through a revolving door before. <laughs> yeah. They took her on a plane to New York, and she was like, oh, "I never, I've never seen a revolving door before." Because she'd never been on, I guess, never been on an airplane. And what was the exotic food they served? Chicken parm. Chicken parmesan. <laughs> she said, <laughs> "Fancy." That's Emily's, fancy. Emily's our little country mouse uh, digital managing editor, and I okay. say that with nothing with, with but love, love with and love. respect. Sure. It's with, no, same thing here with Rafa. It's with love. But Buzz, so I took him to Vegas to open up for me. We get there. We check in the hotel. And then uh, he goes, I'm going to go outside smoke a cigarette. All right, bro. And I go, listen, bro, I know this town. Don't go off the side streets. Try to stay on the main strip, bro. So he goes, all right. So one well, hour. You get behind those casinos. It's a maze. Yeah. No, no. Behind the, the casinos are crack houses, bro. You know that. So I'm um, not that you know that. But I'm just I saying, don't know. I, I, was, saying I, w- I was walking down, like right behind the casinos. And yeah. I saw Wayne Newton get in his Ferrari. Did you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was no, that was a different type of bug. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, so, so, so this guy, uh, he says, he goes, I'm going to go smoke outside. So then in one hour goes by, two hours go by, three hours go by, four hours go five. And I'm calling him. He's not picking up his phone. And I go, oh, man, this guy got something happened. Something happened. Anyways, six, seven hours later, man. He, you might have got Joe Pesci like in Casino. Right. I, what, I don't know. I was thinking the worst. You know, I always think the worst. When I can't find a friend, I don't think like, oh, he got a flat tire. I go, oh, someone killed him. So anyway, so I find him and he, I go, dude, really? Six hours, dude? And then your phone's off, man. I felt like I, like I was his mom, you know? And then uh, he goes, no, man, it's just I'm tripping out, man. All these lights and just everything's so big. Remember, bro? Yeah, it was fun, dude. I was like, the, the sounds like mushrooms. Yeah, he's. Uh, you're, was that Byron? Byron he's, were you on something, bro? Was there mushrooms involved? Uh, no, nah, just probably. I don't know. Silent. Four hours tripping on lights sounds a lot. That was fun, dude. And then yeah, gambling. But it's a, and then, it's a big you know, change from vices. Socorro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did uh, I tell you? Hey, I mean, if hey, the Brad, Belly Pizza is the most impressive thing you've seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play with horses. Hey, hey, hey uh, you'll, you'll trip on this story, bro. So I took him to open up for me, right? And he's at the comedy club. And I told him, don't be nervous, bro. It's just another, just, just an audience, like any audience. Which club? Uh, uh, at, it was the LA Comedy Club. It's, it's at the Stratosphere. Oh. S- at the Strat. So In, in Vegas? In Vegas. Yeah. So they call it the LA. Yeah, it's called comedy? the LA okay. because they bring all the comics from LA there. So it's called the LA Comedy Club. Okay. 
Okay, long story short, bro, this dude, I've never seen him so nervous, man. Like, sweat is coming out of his ears. I mean, that's how, like, nerve. And I go, Rafa, calm down, bro. You're just going to He wasn't co- an open micer at that <laughs> point. He wasn't was an open micer, bro. What happened, Rafael? So, so, bro, he bombed so bad, right? Like, he's up there. You can see his hands shaking on the mic. The, the guy who runs the club, the owner of that comedy club in, in the strat comes up to me and goes, hey, dude. I, I, Willie, I can't have this guy on stage tomorrow, man. I got to fire him. I go, no, bro, listen, please don't fire him. Uh, what can I do? I'll make you a deal. If he doesn't um, do well tomorrow, you can have like 500 bucks. Take 500 bucks out of my paycheck. And he's like, that's a deal. And then you immediately told Raphael that if he oh, didn't do better, he's better so, be so, so yeah. I'll tell him what I said, bro. So no pressure. <laughs> no, so I t- edited version. <laughs> yeah, so I went back to the room. I go, bro, you better not. I, they wanted to fire you. They weren't going to this and that. I go, you better. Buy. Long story short, the next day he got laughs. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> what, what, ha- what, what do you think was going on that first night? Uh, uh, definitely nerves for sure. But then I think I was just trying to say, all my jokes. Vegas is, I, well, I got to tell you, like, Vegas is the hardest audience, bro, because you got one guy's here from Australia, the other guy's from Indiana, in the back, the guy's from Jersey, the other guy's from Miami. You know what I mean? It's, it's You got to get this group of people who are not used to being together, and you got to make them one like that. You got to make them feel like they're one group, and they're not. So it's a, it's a hard, hard group to get. Vegas. After this week, you got stuff lined up? I ain't got nothing, you bro. Know, nothing, man. You want me to run I'm, that by the boss and see if you can stay here and he'll pay you? <laughs> tell him, bro. I can tell you he's not going to because when you said this before, like tell he, him he was like, I just laid off like half of our staff. I had to <laughs> lay off Byron half of our guys. That's what Byron was telling me. Byron was telling me that, that uh, uh, by the way, my feature act here, real, real funny guy, and if he's not funny, I'll fire him. Byron, <laughs> Byron Kennedy right here. No, a very funny cat. But he was, we were driving up here, and he goes, dude, they're firing. Because when I got when he, when he hired me, bro, you know what he hired me when, when, he, when he offered me the job? How much? What? Do you know how much he uh, offered me when I, when I got offered radio? <sighs> I don't know. A quarter million a year? No. No, no, not no. 150. 150. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, bro, do you want to do this?" And I go, "Okay, I'll, I'll get off the road, man." But that had bonuses, 150 plus bonuses, and all this other stuff. It was pretty, you know. I mean, it was like 20 years ago, I think. And um, anyways, we're talking radio, and he's telling me everybody getting, everybody's getting laid off. Byron's telling me like everybody's getting. When's fired. this? Recently or yeah, or back right. then? No, now he says a lot of people are getting fired now. Yeah, a lot radio. of people at Intercom got let go. Oh, well, the big story when I first got started, like in the 80s, like out of high school, it was like uh, you picked a really bad time because all the jobs, we got automation, you know, we got this thing now called satellite where people from out of, you know, can do that. And everybody was telling me it was a dead end. And in most cases, it probably was for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, Um, let's get a little look at entertainment this morning. So Joanna's got a couple of entertainment stories going to run by us. Good morning, Joanna Barbacoa. Good morning. Jim Carrey will portray Joe Barbacoa? Biden. Barbacoa. Is that your last name? It's Barba. It's Barba. Oh. I have the coa. <laughs> Dude. But he calls I go, Barba. do you know that means barbecue? I love that. I was, I was <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. What's Great Jim Carrey going to do? Sanchez and Barbacoa. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey is going to portray Joe Biden in the upcoming season of Saturday Night Live. In an interview with, uh, in an interview Saturday Night Live creator, 
Lauren Michaels confirmed it. Michaels explains that there was an interest on Carrie's part in taking the role. The actor had multiple conversations with Michaels and Saturday Night Live writer Colin Jost about what the gig would entail. In Saturday Night Live's past, Woody Harrelson and Jason Sudeikis are among those who have portrayed the former vice president. Saturday Night Live season 46 will return live in studio on October 3rd. I think it's a good fit. Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden. I mean, for both of them, it's been 20 years since they were at top of their game anyway. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. Ooh, left hook. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's a bleak time for Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Rumors are swirling that the only MCU movie currently scheduled to debut in 2020, Black Widow, is on the verge of being delayed until next year. If that happens, 2020 will become the first year since 2009 without a new Marvel film bleak out there so there's at least this to cling to looks like wandavision is on track to premiere on disney plus later in 2020 you know as far as willie's concerned you might as well be speaking <laughs> mandarin chinese. chinese he doesn't know what any of this stuff he doesn't i know, know the what... only thing that caught his attention was the barbacoa yeah so yeah they're gonna have some netflix shows coming out right yeah. This, guy's a nerd. this guy's a nerd Big he's time. a captain nerd with movies man yeah. right don't you like all the nerdy movies bro all the nerdy movies. Yeah, it was. It, I used to be ashamed of it, but now it's cool yeah. to like superheroes yeah, and stuff. What, what are we talking about here? Look, superhero Marvel movies. movies. Stay with the class, bro. <laughs> okay, oh, coming from you. Didn't you? Get oh, <laughs> no kidding. Ah, thank you. Who, 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 Willie's got that punch. Thank was, you. Was it Barbara Cor? Not Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, Sanchez out. From the back of the room. That was I go. I go goldfish that had longer attention spans than Willie Barsena does. <laughs> you know, bro. This, this is why I had a hard time in school, man. Honestly, whenever I try to focus on something, like I would look at the teacher, and then all of a sudden I would notice something behind her, and I go, "Wow, I wonder who made that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I want to know what kind of Marvel stuff is going to come out this year. So Disney Plus released a coming soon 2020 trailer, and in it is the WandaVision show. <laughs> I guess we're moving on. Well, how about the Defenders? Yeah, I thought how I thought that the was Defenders? part of. It. It's on I didn't the board. About that. No, I wrote that down because oh, okay. they're, There's they're a working movie f- on bringing the def- them over to Disney Plus. There's a Defenders movie? All right. Do you know what the Defenders are? Yeah, the game we used to play in the 80s. Nope. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. It's a cool game. That was a cool game. Wasn't yeah. it a cool game? Yeah. That and Asteroids. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, but Defenders is superheroes, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Avengers? Come on. Yeah. They, they sold okay, bro, like $4 billion like, say, dollars look, worth of tickets. Look, you look, have to have heard bro, of it. I heard of Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Aquaman. That's... <laughs> And the okay. Hulk. The, the Defenders are, are a team of... Are they Avengers? <laughs> they, the, 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 do they avenge? The Hulk is in the Avengers. Okay, then I know him. Defenders are another group of superheroes. <laughs> Bro, I'm not in your nerdy world, all right? I know. Right? I know people. Wait, the Hulk was a superhero? Yeah. Oh. Well... I thought the Hulk was just... No, he could run and jump. <laughs> I think if we get Willie to learn enough, we give him a quiz on Ooh. the Avengers and the MCU, Buzz gives him the elliptigo. Yeah. Oh, I gotta bring that up, bro. Bike, right? Why bring up the elliptical? You know what that means to me. Well, uh, the, the Hulk was more of a I, monster, so I, like he would destroy stuff, yeah, and yeah. Thought. But um, you know, he also would fight bad guys occasionally. Oh, Unless so, Black Widow touches his hand. Oh yeah, comes down. Sun's getting <laughs> awful low, big guy. Rock, see, yeah. your boy Rafi is a is a nerd. He is. Uh, he's he knows a about well, he's, that. A, he's, a, he's a stoner, bro. Anything else, Joanna? That's it for All today. Right. Thanks. Uh, 
<laughs> Willie, let's do this. We've got some other guests coming by. This room's going to get too crowded. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, distancing. we get it. So, no, you no. come back tomorrow. Oh, oh, man. Things didn't go well, huh? No, things went great. <laughs> I just have... I've got other guests I coming got you. in. I thought okay. they were coming... Okay, no. No, don't contradict me, Sanchez. I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to make this as smooth as possible. <laughs> which one, well, yeah, which one got me kicked out, bro? Which Nothing. one was it? Nothing's <laughs> getting you kicked out. Next week. Really? There's always one. No. But, uh, and, then we, and then you and I talk later, and then you go, yeah, man, you just couldn't talk too, about... Uh, too many fart jokes. Yeah, and something about putting that thing in my ear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one that's a little over the top. No, no, I was fine with the farts. I was, I was fine with the thing going in my ear. Okay. It's just come back tomorrow. Save, right. save up some of it's your strength. Because I didn't know enough Avenger stuff. That's really what it is. Right. You, you're, and then I called you a nerd. And then right, you know, it's kind of a coincidence, bro. Why don't you try you... coming on time tomorrow, like oh. early, oh. early, and then we could have like two, Damn. three hours with you, Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Listen, right now, then for everybody that, if you guys all want to hang out for uh, for all the listeners, we're gonna be at Cristomoso. Cristomoso. <laughs> I didn't even know what you're talking so what's about. What's the name of that place yeah. we go to? Christos. The burritos, Christos. the gigantic Christos. burritos. Yeah, like the size what's of a kid's it, leg. These burritos. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, Cristomoso. Yeah, I'm gonna have me a, a weenie con. Weveled burrito. Uh, a comedy yeah. tonight. <laughs> a comedy tonight. Oh, by the way, Friday and Saturday and Sunday too. People, let me just tell you. Let me tell you people something, bro. They gotta go tonight. Tonight they get me fresh. I'm like that. <laughs> I'm like that stripper. Like I'm healthy. I'm wide awake. I can do the splits. You know. You know. My my, my G string is not all raggedy yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You're alert. I'm, I'm fresh. I, you know. My my G string smells like woolite. Right. You've had like eight woolite. months off, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then don't get, you know, Saturday night, bro, I start getting wango. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, uh, And comic strip all this uh, week and this weekend. All right, hey, uh, everybody here, stay white. All right, we'll talk to you later. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, give me the, the quick version of, of what we learned about college football with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Um the Big Ten is officially going to be kicking things off October 24th. They're going to try to get eight games in eight weeks, which means their championship game will be the day before the selection committee chooses the college football playoff. And then the Pac-12 got the approval from, because, you know, Oregon and uh, Oregon and California, those are two of the states that were saying, we're not even going to allow you to compete. So the Pac-12 wasn't able to do anything. Governors yesterday from California and Oregon said, yes, you can return to competition, which is the first big hurdle that they needed to get to. And they're hoping, hoping that the Pac-12 will be able to resume play coming up at the end of October. I think it's kind of interesting to find out, you know, the the rankings, how they're going to work that in. You know, you've got these teams that are traditional powerhouses, but but what do you do? They other teams have been playing games, and some have been upset, and they haven't played any games. So, like, how are they going to handle that when when you start coming out with the rankings? Well, I mean, the first rankings aren't going to mean a whole lot. I mean, you're, it's only going to mean something when you get five six weeks in, and that's five six weeks in from when the Big Ten starts okay let's say five six weeks in we've already had you know some power conference teams that got that got beaten by underdogs yeah that happens all the time is sure but it didn't happen to pick uh to big 10 or pac 12 teams because they weren't playing those games so do you do you punish the teams no they're still going to be playing um you know an eight game season so there's still going to be ample opportunity for them to you know get upset 
As far as uh, we were talking about how much it's costing NFL teams, according to Forbes, the Dallas Cowboys are losing the most, roughly $77 million per game uh, that is lost in you know, ticket prices, attendance, uh, six concessions. Think about all the beer, yeah. all the food, everything that nobody's buying, all of the merchandise that people buy while they're at the game. And then also think about all the stuff that's spoiling, too, when you're talking about, because for the kegs that they probably have in those arenas, all of that beer's gone bad by this point. So the Cowboys, uh, you know. Well, I don't it, think they would have had the beer there. At this well, point. But no, for the arenas, though, for like, let's say concerts, things like that, too. Like the arenas are probably losing out on that as well. Specifically, though, talking about NFL football, the Cowboys, I mean, they're the most valuable team. So I guess it stands to reason that they're going to lose the most, the most money. money. Yeah. So $77 million per game. The New England Patriots are next, and it's not even close. The Patriots are losing $39 million per game. Which is almost half of what yeah. the Cowboys are Followed losing. by the the New York Giants, $32 million. The Houston Texans are missing out on $27 million a game. The New York Jets at $27 million a game. And, yeah, it includes things like the tickets, of course, concessions, mm-hmm. sponsors, parking, merchandising, like you mentioned. Uh, the Cowboys are one of the teams that are slated to allow fans into home games in the future, but they haven't announced... How many? I don't even know if they've announced like which game they're going to start. Think so, but. but there are some NFL teams that have, like the Cincinnati Bengals, didn't have fans for their opener, but they're going to allow six thousand fans in the next two home games. Uh, India, uh, the Colts are going to cap attendance at two thousand five hundred fans. I mean, what what is a typical NFL? Stadium hold like a 65,000, some of them even more than that. I mean, you want to talk about some of the college stadiums, uh, you know, like up in Michigan and stuff, you're talking 110. Broncos are going to have 57,000 or 5,700 fans at their next game. Somebody in the Facebook chat was talking about the Broncos having people at their home game on Monday. Those were cardboard cutouts. And this is uh, this is of interest to anybody, I think. Did you know, and I'm sure you did, because you're Mr. Patriots, New England Patriots have been the favorites in 64 straight regular season games. Yep. So that's not counting uh, postseason play, but in 64 straight regular season games, the Patriots have been uh, the favorites. I, it looks like that streak is probably going to end this weekend when they play the Seahawks. I don't know if they've they've come out yeah, and said I, I think the, the Seahawks is. are going to be the favorites. Though, I would imagine right? so. And that was a streak that was also broke for Brady because, you know, with him being a Patriot for all that time, he was also the favorite in all of those games. And then this past weekend when Tampa Bay went to New Orleans, he was not the favorite. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're in the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, which uh, is also known as the El Paso Hour, the local hour. We've signed off the air in some of our other cities around Texas, but we still have listeners, you know, from all over. But we really get to focus in on some El Paso stuff. Robert Holguin has joined us from uh, the KFOX uh, in El Paso. And Robert has been a journalist, well, in El Paso for a long time. Then you went to Los Angeles. It seems like you had a you know, like a whole other life that you, when you were in, how long were you in LA? 10 years. 10 years yeah. in LA, right. And then came back to El Paso. Right. And were you working, which station were you working for in Southern California? Uh, ABC 7, the ABC O in Los Angeles. Okay. Eyewitness News. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so you've got a, a special that's going to uh, be a regular feature now on Sunday night called Built in the Borderland. Yeah, Built in the Borderland? That's right. All right, tell yeah. me about it. What are we going to focus on? Yeah, first of all, thanks for yeah, having me on, Buzz. Good I appreciate to see you, buddy. It. Yeah, it's always great to see you. Um, it's funny to think of, I think... We probably met on a golf course more than more than twenty years ago. Yeah, we've known each other a long, yeah. long time. It is pretty yeah. crazy, yeah. but yeah. So this you're a little more gray. Uh, like I, that's the one thing about being twenty years older that I think looks cool, and I don't get that. But you got a li- little bit of the you know it's yeah. very becoming of a news oh, authority. I, I appreciate that. It's a gravitas. That's it. That's it's all. It's all a strategy. Absolutely. Um, listen. So yeah. So uh, talking about what's coming up this Sunday night. So I've had a weekly segment on the newscast for the past five years called Built in the Borderland. And one of the things that I wanted to do uh, when I came back into town was focus on things that, that I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very drawn to. So arts and culture is something that I've always been always very important to me. Music's been very important to me. So my segment over the past five years has focused on uh, some of the, the arts and culture elements in our community. But this show Built in the Borderland is now expanding into a half-hour show on Sunday nights. So it will include much of that. It'll include a lot of that, but it'll include some of the things that I've gotten into recently. I've gotten into some documentary filmmaking yep. that I've been able to do uh, over the past several years through KFOX. So we'll get into some long-form storytelling in this show as well, along with just some interviews, much like this, just long-form interviews where you get to get beyond the 30-second soundbite, where you can actually spend, you know, 15 minutes talking to someone about a particular topic, because oftentimes uh, topics uh, require a little bit more exploration. Sure, if you're really going to peel back the layers right. and take a look at it. So it's, you, would you say it's mostly going to be, like, lifestyle-oriented stuff? It'll be a, a healthy mix, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, my, that's my vision for it. It'll be lifestyle, it'll be uh, travel, it'll be arts and culture but also uh, long-form interviews with people talking about things that are controversial or things that are uh, that we're dealing with in the community. And it, it uh, premieres this Sunday at 10.30. It does. On KFOX 14. And is it going to be weekly? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, give us a preview as an example, like the first week. What do you got? What okay. topics are you covering? So for the first week, you know, this is, uh, I grew up in southern New Mexico. I grew up in Vado, right down the road. I come from a, a farming family, mm-hmm. you know, and so... You, uh, you're part of the cattle business up there in Vado? Oh, Chile. Uh, cotton, alfalfa. So okay. yeah, so we we didn't do the cattle, but we would feed the cattle, right, with right, a lot right, of the right, alfalfa. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so we we grew up, you know, planting Chile and and that, that's how I grew up. So that was always something that that was near and dear to my heart. So my first episode is focusing on the hatch Chile crop, which right. is they're in the midst of their very important three month window right now. So of course, this is something that's become a product that starts in New Mexico, right, but has grown to become the uh, you know, the same way that Napa wine exists across sure. the country, Hatch Chile is now uh, as, as uh, uh, you know, as n- well-known a commodity. People want you to know from far away, if they got Hatch Chile, they want right. to let you know on the wrapper that, that that's Hatch Chile. Right. Because that's like French champagne, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. and uh, they want the authenticity of it, too, because they, they, they have to, it has to be grown in the Hatch Valley to get that stamp. So, yes. So that's what my first episode. Are they facing any uh, challenges from COVID-19 like everybody Certainly. else is? Do they talk about that in, on Sunday? Certainly. They, they do. They're primarily a labor shortage. Yep. Um, you know, they, they rely on migrant farm workers. So the, you know, the migrant farm worker program has existed in one form or another for a very long time. But it's become so much more difficult now to get across the border. Obviously, there are travel restrictions. Those don't apply to essential workers, um, and, and farm workers are considered that. But it's still 
still really hard to get across the border. That's made their pool of, of workers much smaller. And that can cause some problems. Because are they you, worried they're not going to get their crops in? They're, 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 I talked to some farmers who are just working to try to make sure that that happens because they have to make sure they pick it when it's green. If it turns red, the chili, it doesn't, uh, it's not as valuable, right? They, 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 this is the prime time right now. So, okay. you know, I, I spoke to a farmer who had a crew coming in from Palomas. And, you know, he's having to arrange his schedule around that work crew because he was excited that he was going to get 12 workers to come in that day. Now, let me just ask a question. I kind of wish we were on in in Abilene, San Angelo and some of these other places, because I think a lot of people there and probably a lot of people in El Paso would say, why don't they hire American workers? That would be the first reaction. You know, you got these migrant workers if they're having trouble coming in. Why is that a negative? Why don't they just hire American crews to do it? And I'm sure there's a good answer to that. Yeah, I mean, I asked that very question, and the answer is that uh, locals don't want to work in the fields. They don't want to work in the fields picking chili for minimum wage. And um, that's just the stark reality. It's back-breaking work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you can imagine you are hunched over these, you know. Uh, oh, I used to chop cotton. Top. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, no, it's really hard work. My When I was little, my dad used to take us to the grape field uh, and take us out there. And because make he a, did it, right? Yeah. My dad was a migrant farm worker growing yeah. up. And so he used to pick uh, strawberries and yeah. berries up in Northern California and up in Washington and then grapes in Central California. And he have you go out just to know what it was like for one day? It, no, not even a day. Like I made <laughs> like it through an like an hour because <laughs> yeah. it's hard. It's oh, rough. Yeah. It's well, sweaty. And you didn't. I think he would made less than 10 cents a bucket. Mm. I think there's this narrative going on that, oh, well, if you would just pay a little bit more, you'd be able to fill those jobs with American workers. And I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, and I think like a, in a lot of cases, they're, they're paying above minimum wage Yeah, to, I mean, to people who are migrant workers in America. Right. I think they work out deals with, you know, if they get a crew that comes in for a certain amount of, you know, two days or five days, however it takes to, to pick their fields. Yeah, they'll, they'll work something but out. That's Listen, when I was a kid, that was motivation. That was used as motivation for why I need to study hard. You know, if you don't study hard and don't get into college, you might have to end up doing this for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, it is tough, man. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's backbreaking. It is. It's tough. And they're out there doing it. And they're out there doing it in the, in the heat of the day. So, yes, you know, it's, it's in theory, I think, or at least in, in the past, I was told that, you know, locals from the Hatch Valley and from, you know, of course, uh, this existed throughout. People who were locals would, you know, get a gig working out in the field. You'd get paid. But now they just can't hire anyone locally. Are you, I know you're a journalist, been a journalist for a long, long time. Are, would you also say you're a news junkie? I mean, yeah. once the job's over, are you the type of person that, that consumes news? Because some people are not all that interested in it. Right. And I'm crazy, you know? I, like, I go back and forth between channels. And yeah. I Look at this. I still subscribe to the newspaper, not <laughs> the digital, the it, paper, yeah. and I still clip it. Yeah. So I consider myself a news junkie. Are you like that? I am. I am. Um, you know, for better or for worse, uh, I think it's it's strange how I can't even I can't even remember the last time I listened to music for enjoyment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I always feel like anytime I'm watching something, I'm also kind of doing it. You know, I'll be well. I want to watch this, but I think I should watch this because I think it'll be more relatable. Right, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So yeah, absolutely. I I find myself you know consuming news 
you know, the first thing I do is, is, is wake up and look at Twitter, which I'm not sure is the healthiest thing, but, you know, I'm scrolling Twitter the first thing, and then, of course, podcasts, and then I've got a news mix on my uh, TV channel. I've got a, uh, my, my cable provider. You get to this channel where you can watch four news channels at the same time. And I've, just, never, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you great. just unleashed a monster. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's called news mix, and you can just bounce between, you know, whatever four channels you choose. Well, what what I I have memorized. So you know, if I want to if I want to bring up CNN, for instance, I know what number that is. And, yeah. But I try to to mix it up. You know, exactly. people say, you should. "Well, you you know, you're one sided." Honestly, I try to get a mix because uh, you've kind of got competing narratives going on in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know, oh, there's some things absolutely. that some channel, some stage, and I'm talking on the like the 24 hour news cycle side of things. You've got a narrative that's going on. And if you don't mix it up a little bit, you do get caught in kind of an echo chamber. I found myself doing it. Yeah. So it's like, I've got to go find other other sources as well. I, you know, I don't think this has been the case with the local news. Like, I think the local news across the country still gets... I've seen charts before where they have the middle ground. And then they've got, you know, okay, well, this one's a little right of center. This one's a little left of center. Yeah. I think most local newscasts are are usually pretty where... Pretty, pretty close in the middle ground. Is that the sense you get? That's the sense I get. Yeah. And I agree. And I think it's because, look, if you consider the, the, the big cable channels, and especially in prime time, the, the move has been toward entertainment, right? Yeah. The, 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 it is a, it's programming. It's trying to make sure that they are maintaining their viewers. And it's, it's a lot of opinion, too. And I don't think that they make it clear, and I don't think a lot of the viewers are interested in making it clear. There's a difference between journalism and opinion yeah. journalism. And it's become more, more and more blurred. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's activist journalism, and that's that's something that's you know that's happening, uh, you know, even on the print side and, and in the digital side. But yeah, when you're watching the major cable networks, you're getting points of view, and uh, you know that that relates to opinion because they are working every night to maintain their audience, yeah. not necessarily to just give you the most informative balance. They're piece. trying to find out what pings with their audience. Yes, yeah. you know yeah. this topic or this slant. That's what people that tune into us want. And I would just, you know, I would just encourage everybody, and, and I remind myself, get out of your bubble every now and then. Yeah. You know, find some other source. That's great advice. Let's talk about a couple of uh, issues. So so one thing that you, you don't do is, is uh, a, a, do you do opinion? No, 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 yeah, right. no. You are you are the classic journalist. You I know, tr- report I, the fact. That's the uh, idea, anyway. Yeah, that's that's the gig, as I understand it. So that's 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 what I do. I mean, I think it's important to yeah listen to all sides, and of course, listen. It must be difficult reason. for somebody. You know, you're a journalist. Everybody's got opinions. Sure. You know, everybody's got an opinion on something, but not many people have a job that says, "Look, you need to uh, ignore that." That urge to express an opinion. Yeah, and it's uh, it's being. I think it's getting ignored less and less. <laughs> what's what's an undercovered story in El Paso, in your opinion? So I just want to I, I just want to talk about things that are don't get covered as much as you think they should. Well, I think for 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 starters, one of the the next things that I'm I'm going to work on, which so just to give you an idea of how built in the borderland my my yeah. weekly show will. We'll try to balance between, um, you know, sometimes just purely fun stuff and sometimes really serious stuff. Like my next episode will be on the controversy surrounding the Don Juan de Oñate or, or the, the entire movement to 
recontextualize or take down monuments. There you go. There, uh, there definitely uh, more. There's more than one side of that, yeah. and they're sharply divided. So that is, uh, you know, a thing that you're gonna you, you could find plenty of different opinions that are in stark contrast to each other. Absolutely. Are you talking about the Don Juan Donate in Albuquerque, or just every place that has them? Every place that has them in in general, but in 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 our area specifically to the equestrian statue that's out at the airport yeah. that was originally Don Juan de Oñate, but of course the concession was made back when it was installed, you know, many, many years ago, that it would be changed to the equestrian. But there are a lot of people it's who... It's obviously are... a conquistador. Correct. And if you know the backstory of the statue, it, it's Don Juan de Anate. Right. So he was one of the Spanish conquistadors. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, even Hispanic people take pride in in that part of their of their heritage, is that, hey, you know, part of our heritage is Don Juan de Onate, who, you know, established, uh, you know, some of the European outposts here. Yeah, or, yeah colonies. Yeah, yeah, colonies. And you've got yeah. other people that identify more with the native side of things, and Don Juan de Onate is not a hero to those folks. Correct, correct. So I explore that in depth, and I think that that's something that, again, is difficult to do in a typical newscast, right, where a reporter might have a minute 30 to tell you're that not story. gonna get you're not you're not gonna represent either side in in a minute thirty. It's so hard. Like it's you so need a hard. half hour. So have you have you done your interviews? Done your research yeah. on this one already? Who do you? I mean, you don't have to give every detail, but who do you speak to? Yeah. So I mean, there, there's there's a, a fascinating professor at who's just written a book, uh, co-authored a book at UTEP, and I you know talked to him about his his point of view is like listen, um, this. This this historical figure, Don Juan de Oñate, was a real guy who wasn't even Spanish. He was actually born in Mexico, he, right. he, but he, under the auspices of the Spanish crown, came through here, didn't even spend much time in El Paso, spent about three days before he went um, to New Mexico. And yet we kind of hang our hats on the cultural identity of the Spanish and the Old West and, and the, I think what he calls it is like the, 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 the sombreros and the conquistadors, kind of the marketing push to, to associate us with that element. His research has shown, look, you know, the, not only was, is a lot of that narrative false, but he, he goes on to talk about what happened in Acoma in New Mexico, which was a massacre there. And, what he describes as atrocities against yep. the natives. However, then I talked to folks who, including the the honorary consulate of Spain here, who says, "Look, this you know a lot of that is under dispute, and and this was you know centuries ago." Have so, you ever heard the tale of Onate's foot? Do yes. you know that part of the yeah, story? I do. It's endlessly fascinating. Yeah. But twenty something years ago, somebody had gone and vandalized the statue, and they cut off. Don Juan Onate's foot. In Albuquerque. It was Albuquerque. Yeah. And the reason they said is because I think it's this instance you're talking about. There were, uh, so the men were killed for the most part. Uh, The children, women enslaved. Uh, I mean, if there's a dispute over that. But also one of the things was some of the punishment was they would cut off a foot. Yeah. Uh, So this, this activist, who I don't know if they ever identified who it was, cut the foot off of this statue and said, hey, fair is fair. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Don Juan uh, de Onate did this to these natives. We're doing it to the statue. So, you know, the idea that, hey, I might have a problem with this statue is not a new, you know, the statue controversy isn't a brand new thing. I mean, people have looked at some of these statues and said, does this person still deserve to be looked up to as an, an idolized. Yeah, well, th- that's it exactly, right? I mean, listen, and, and, and to be clear, I, I do speak to Onyata's defenders who say even in the instance of the foot 
that what happened in Acoma, that that was that was the listen, that was the criminal justice system of the time. That's how it worked. And it was probably pretty worldwide. You would find that we I'm would sure not right. really recognize the justice system in the 16th century as being anything, you know, that would live up to 20th and 21st century standards. Correct. And that's if you go to the Aztecs or if you go to China or anything else. The world was a much more brutal place. No doubt. But to your original point, yeah. um, this is a time where you're right. This this statue, again, just the fact that here locally its name has been changed to the equestrian. <laughs> that's nothing new. But we are living in a moment now where people are reexamining from the Confederacy to other colonial figures whether or not they merit being uh, lauded in uh, you know monuments, statues. At the airport here, you know. Well, I think one, a part of it, we're talking to uh, Robert Holguin, and you can see uh, Built in the Borderland starting, uh, it's going to be expanded 30 minutes starting on Sunday. But I think a big, of it, a big part of it is public monies. It's on a public space. Uh, shouldn't the public have some kind of input on this sort of thing? You know, I, I could use the Confederate statues. You know, if you've got a Confederate statue of somebody who fought to keep uh, Africans, African-Americans now, enslaved, should somebody of African-American descent have to walk past that every time they go to the courthouse right. or to their town square? You know, yeah, uh, it's it's a part of history, but does it deserve to be promoted with public monies and in the public square? Yeah, and, and, and it, that's where there's plenty of room for, for opposing opinions on this. Absolutely, and, and, uh, exactly. And is, is it in a museum or is it in a place of reverence, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. a difference between there. There's a spectrum there. As opposed to, like, you know, the, 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 the outcry would be, well, you're erasing history. Others would say, no, you're just recontextualizing who that person was and, and their role in how we now, should remember when is that. that. When is that uh, Don Juan de Onate episode coming up? Next week, so All the right. 27th. I'm very interested to find out what's going on with the Hatch Chili. Good. That's a fascinating topic. And this Don Juan de Onate, you know, sounds like a very controversial topic. Right. So you've got me for the first two weeks, Robert. Good, good. I'm glad. All right. Thanks, Robert. Robert hey, Buzz, thanks. You can see uh, the half hour starting Sunday at 1030, built in the borderland. And that is going to be weekly on KFOX 14. That's thanks, right. Buddy. Thanks. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So uh, we're going to talk to... The, the woman that people have been uh, calling El Paso Karen, but she wants us to know that her name is not Karen. Hi, uh, what is your name? My name's Christy. Hi, Christy. Let me, can I just set up? So they they posted this on FitFam. Uh, there's some kind of disagreement about tailgating or not moving fast enough, and, and this is what went down in West El Paso. Okay, Christy, what, what's going on here? Uh, p- people have been uh, calling you uh, El Paso Karen. You don't agree with that characterization. What's what's your side of what's happening here? Well, I wasn't aware of the story that you had written and put on the website until yesterday. And um, I didn't have time to talk on the phone yesterday. I was trying to get out the door to mm-hmm. go to work. I um, didn't like the... Um, incorrect information in the story. For one thing, it says there's a second video of me celebrating uh, my fame, which is absolutely not true because the video of me with a mask on in Walmart flipping somebody off is actually back in March, the end of March, beginning of April, when we were first recommended to wear a mask. 
Um, I had a mask on in Walmart. A lot of people didn't. Somebody passed by me, a young gal, and she rolled her eyes at me, and I rolled my eyes back at her. And then she proceeded to say, what's your problem? And um, she went on to say, I hope you get COVID, you ugly bitch. And that's when I flipped her off. Okay, so so let me talk about this video for a second. And I was wondering... Well, wait a minute. Usually when you've got what they call a Karen story, this is Christy, not Karen. It's usually uh, somebody who's who's against masks. It looks like you're wearing a mask. You're not only wearing a mask, you're wearing rubber gloves. Yeah, that was late March, early April when they first recommended wearing um, a mask. Yeah, I have a science degree. I believe in science. So I've always taken the pandemic seriously. Um, but anyway, that video was not me celebrating anything. That was me reacting to someone telling me, I hope you get COVID, you ugly bitch. Okay. All right. So, so you're, fl- flip you're them flipping off. them off and dancing, and there's, you know, kind of like a little, uh, uh, you know, like a hoochie-coochie move in there. Um, but this was way before the the video where you say a lady was tailgating you, and that's what led to this disagreement in the other video. Right. And then I saw in the story where she says that, well, whoever wrote the story, and I guess they were taking it from what the lady said. I'm not sure. But you know, let me let me shed some light on it, uh, Christy. I, it wasn't written by anybody on our show, uh, but it was mostly based on the Instagram FitFam and what it said on their article. So, yeah, it's on our website. Uh, none of us wrote it. So, okay. Well, I wasn't being trying to. Okay, that's fine. Um, but whoever wrote it. I was at no time on my phone. I was actually looking for a business that I had only been to once before, so I was paying very close attention to where I was going so I didn't miss uh, the business that I was looking for. And there had there was a gal that was tailgating me the whole time down Rimcon, but I was driving at an appropriate speed. And I was not only paying attention to my location that I was trying to get to, but I was also paying attention to her being very close on my bumper. Uh, I put my blinker on to turn into the parking lot where I was going, and I was hoping that she would just pass by me. But she didn't, so I told her, back off. And when I told her to back off, I then proceeded to turn into where I was going and park. Now, I thought she was in a hurry because she was tailgating me all the way down Rimcon. Right. But then she decided to pull in the parking lot behind me and started taking pictures of my car, including my license plate, because I told her to back off, I guess. And Let me read. Here's what the story that appeared on our uh, website said. Uh, and we've already established you don't appreciate the Karen moniker, but that's what they use. Apparently, El Paso Karen felt like she shouldn't have been honked at by the person who was filming, even though she was texting, allegedly, and driving, which caused traffic to back up behind her. So were you on your phone? Not at all. I said I was looking for a location I had only been to once before, so I was paying very close attention to not miss the business I was going into. And I was also very aware of her being behind me all the way down Rimcon, very close on my bumper. And she didn't honk at me. She was just tailgating me the whole time. I told her to back off. Nobody honked at you. No, and there was no other cars behind us. Christy, let's assume uh, for a second that you were totally in the right and she was totally in the wrong. 
we'd have to assume that because there's no video of what led up to this, right? But I think it's the body shaming. I guess I guess this was oh, a large yeah. woman, and mm-hmm. you decided to you know to mm-hmm. make fun of her for for being overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, you have you know it's obviously you take pretty good care of yourself. You look nice. You look fit and trim. Why did you have to go after this woman for her appearance? I guess I went after her because she started taking pictures of my license plate and parked across the street. And I was sitting in my car waiting to go into the business, and it was almost 5 o'clock. It was getting close for them to close. She parked across the street and sat there watching me and started taking pictures and filming me from across the street. I sat in my car for several minutes, and then I decided I need to go in to do what I need to do, and that's when I approached her because she had started taking, you can hear me saying, like, what are you, like, why are you filming me or why are you taking pictures? What are you going to do, call the police and tell them that I told you to back off? But couldn't you have just shut it down by going on in the business? She probably wouldn't have followed you in there, right? I don't know because she was parked across the street from my car. So I didn't really know what her intentions were, but I thought it was inappropriate for her to be taking pictures of my license plate. As far as body shaming, I'm not, I I don't think that you should attack people on things that they have no control over. Like, I don't attack people because of their race or anything like that. But like somebody's body, somebody's fitness level is something they can control? Well, um, the only reason that I weigh 103 pounds is because I've worked at it my whole life. So, you know... I attacked her on something that she has control over. But you don't necessarily know that. What if she had a thyroid condition or what if she has some sort of medical thing yeah. that can have that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that a bunch of heavy set people out there are, are heavy set because they all have thyroid conditions. And besides but we're talking about this one person in particular oh, that you okay. attacked over her body, oh. but you're well, saying that yeah. that's something she can control. You don't necessarily know if that is something she can control. Well, so you I don't think that's she, shaming? I know I don't I know that she didn't need to be taking pictures of my license plate and That's not park the across the street. But that has nothing That's to do with her weight. We're, we're, comment, we're, we're asking you about your behavior. We're not, we're not saying that what they did was right, but we're asking you about your behavior. Uh, it might be extreme, but I didn't attack her on anything she couldn't control. But we're saying that you don't know if that's not something she can control. Oh, okay. Maybe she couldn't control herself from taking pictures of my license plate. Nah, but see, you keep ducking it either. here. Like that's well, maybe you're you, passing, you you keep passing blame for your actions. Couldn't somebody and it's always like? Well, they shouldn't have done this. Oh, Chrissy, like, couldn't okay, some, maybe they shouldn't have, but you could still own up. Be like, okay, I should not have done that. I understand. I understand, and I'm also attacking the fact that someone said I was texting on my phone, and they honked at me, and I was backing up traffic, which is not true. Yeah, but that doesn't, like... Oh, I see. Okay. But what we're saying is is that how does that behavior justify you calling this person fat for no reason? Like, why did you think, first of all, that... You're saying that that's something she could control, but you don't know if that's something she can control. Had she called you names? Had she called you names? I'm saying what I originally said when I made this call. Yeah. That I didn't like the incorrect facts. I wasn't celebrating later on, like it says. 
that video was taken several months oh, ago. Okay, but this was all after the fact. This was after the interaction with this lady. I mean, you didn't know that the, this was going to go viral or that you were going to be on the Internet or talking to us. I mean, you said all this stuff to her without any of that foreknowledge. No. I mean, you're trying to say you're, you were getting back at her for what was posted online, but nothing had been posted no, no, online no, at that point. that's not at all what I'm saying. It's I'm not? saying that I called to say that at no time was I texting and on my phone holding up traffic. Okay, and I'm saying, let's assume and, that you're right about that. I'm just saying, explain the body shaming part of it. She pulled over, she pulled into the parking lot behind me and started taking pictures. And then she parked across the street for several minutes while I was in my car. Okay, uh, Christy, let me put it this way. There might be some people who are hearing this and seeing what's going on, and like you say, that this woman could control her weight if she wanted to. Some people would say, well, you could control your behavior in public if you wanted to, and for and that reason, I'm control, not... She could control lying that I was on my phone and that she was honking at me and that I was backing up traffic. Do you... So she does... Do you not get along with a lot of people? Do you find that you rub up against people and, and get in confrontations frequently? No, I try not to have confrontations with people. I'm usually, uh, I usually let many, 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 many things go. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure, but you want to clarify that, that you, are, you were not texting on your phone or you weren't holding up traffic. You were driving no, and slow. She didn't, no, I wasn't even going that slow. It's Rimcon. I was probably going 30 miles an hour. It's not a busy street where you should be going very fast. I, I guess I'm still stuck, Christy, on some of the things you're saying. I mean, they, they I understand you and this woman had some kind of disagreement going on, but, you know, going after her, her double chin and all this stuff and dancing in the street, I mean, that's a little overboard. No, okay. Well, I thought she was going overboard, and I think the story with incorrect facts was why I called Okay. All right. Well, the but but you don't want to come back and say, well, maybe I shouldn't, you know, target people for their appearance. Maybe that's just not, you know, not a nice thing to do. I mean, because this would be the opportunity if you wanted to say that. I guess I would say that, no, I don't go out and target people for their appearance. I was responding to her inappropriate behavior. Like you wouldn't just go up to an overweight person and start giving them. No. You you would think it, but you wouldn't say it out loud. No. You, oh, you wouldn't think it? I wouldn't even be, it wouldn't be my concern. Okay, so you weren't upset at this woman because of her weight or her appearance. No. You were upset that she was filming you. Why didn't you, upset. why didn't you go out, why didn't you leave it to, with that? Why did you have to bring in, you know, whatever you thought she looked like? Why did she have to say that I was holding up traffic and she was honking and that I was texting when I wasn't? Uh, hold on. So your behavior is validated because of what somebody else did? No, I think I'll go back to saying the originally, the reason I called oh, was Jesus. to say that there was incorrect facts in the story and I didn't like it. Do you think there's any chance we're going to see another video of you uh, in public going off on somebody like this? No, because it it causes too much turmoil, and there's misinformation. The The story is not even right. correct. Well, I'm the, looking at some of the comments. Apparently, a lot of people want to know, since you're, is there a Mr. Karen, is what a lot of people are asking. 
absolutely not. There's not no, a Mr. Care. You're just no. on your own. All right. But you don't appreciate being, like, what do you, when I'm you hear somebody say, what's that? I said I'm not even middle class. All right. Like, when you hear somebody call somebody a Karen, what, what does that imply to you? Well, I can't be real specific. It wasn't so much that you called me a Karen. It was the incorrect facts. Oh, okay. And saying that I, and the saying I was celebrating later, when actually that was in response to something someone said about, I uh, hope you get COVID. All right. So the dancing and flipping off in Walmart was months before the, right. the body when shaming some, on Rimcon. Right. Gotcha. Right. 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 All right. I think I understand. Somebody says, I hope you get COVID. Right. Yes. All right. Well, I, you know, in that first video, I guess you could have been an example for everybody because you were wearing a mask and wearing uh, rubber gloves. So in that way, uh, you should be congratulated on that. I mean, you know. No, I don't need to be congratulated, but I, I was clarifying that the sequence of events were such that I didn't, I wasn't doing the celebration later on. No, that wasn't, I'm not happy to be famous and celebrate that happened months ago and it was in response to someone saying i hope you get COVID." when did this thing with the uh with the uh fat lady tailgating when did that happen a week ago okay so it was a week ago all right you haven't heard back from from the lady or from just all this stuff going viral on the internet huh well i think that that's plenty i don't know her what would you I mean, what would you like to to have done like what it, in a perfect world for Christy, what what would you like the resolution of this to be? Just what I said. The sequence of events in the story are not right. I wasn't celebrating, and I wasn't texting and driving, and I wasn't randomly right. attacking somebody. I was responding to somebody stalking me at that point. All right, let me let me see then if I can get somebody in touch with whoever the author of that article was. Maybe they'll go back and make some corrections. Would that would that be agreeable to you? No, I think talking about it on the air is All right. sufficient. All right, so you, you feel like I don't want to You feel like you've made your point? Do you feel like this has been fair? Uh, no, I don't think anything's fair. I just think that I wanted to clarify okay. the misinformation. Do you feel like you've accomplished that? Um, somewhat, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because that the sequence of events and what was really happening, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Christy, not Karen, guys. Christy, Christy but thank you for calling. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Hmm. <laughs> she just doesn't get it. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, that was an illuminating uh, segment of the show, and I think special uh, congratulations should go to, first of all, uh, Christy for calling in. Yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. defending her honor. Took some nerve, but I'm not surprised that she has nerve that much. (laughs) But also Joanna uh, for for convincing uh, Christy, a.k.a. El Paso Karen, which she does not appreciate uh, for going on the air. Thank you very much. God, I just wonder what it people are me, saying in the Facebook chat since I'm oh, not allowed wonder? to go on the Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me like maybe six minutes to convince her to go on air. Yeah, Joanna did some work right Look, there. I, try, I, I tried to to be fair, and I, I think I got the point. So, <laughs> I, I I mean, I haven't checked timestamps or anything, but I, I think she's right that that video of her was not her celebrating. That she'd gotten famous I, I by. Was glad that I, she I think did she'd clear done that, that back in March. That was nice. Okay, so it's a good point. We got a uh, call on the line. Hello, who's this? Hey, 
everybody. It's Nico at Jimmy and everybody. <laughs> Morning, Nico. Are you on your way back from Las Vegas? Uh, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with Chris. We're on our way back. And I just got to say, we were listening to your interview, and you are so good at interviewing, man. You really have a way of getting at the meat, you know, cutting that fat out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... I, I was really impressed. Speaking of which, you guys were giving her a bunch of problems for body shaming. You guys body shame me all the time. Yeah, you, you bald-headed freak. <laughs> <laughs> you're you the know, stunt I, but I'm not, boy, I'm not yelling at you across the street, and you're not a complete stranger. You, yeah. you I think I've earned my right to, to body shame you all I want. Because you can body shame him right back. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, That's true. So, Nico, uh, I have to rely on Nico since I've been banned from the uh, from <laughs> oh, the Facebook whatever. feed. You're you know, you're there. on the we camera right you, now, yeah. and on it, you oh, can crud. see that you're on the yeah. chat right yeah. now, Buzz. No, I'm not. Uh, so, so, Anthony wrote in and said, I want a counseling session with Buzz Adams' morning show. I think that's a great idea. If somebody's got a problem in their life, we could do like a group mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. You know, call in and we'll, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, we won't be mean to you. Well, not out of proportion with that's going as long on, as, yeah. but we'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I think we were really nice to her at first until she started saying, well, that she's fat and that's something she can control. <laughs> oh, okay, now you lost my girl. That's a bit of a problem. She dug her own hole in that, that one Yeah, by her saying first, oh, I would never attack somebody on something they can't control. Yeah, Some, I was like, Somebody girl. else mm-hmm. uh, said about the uh, the group counseling, me too. Hey, Dr. Buzz, pencil me in. Uh, whatever, yeah, you guys just uh, call Joanna, let her know you want to do a little counseling session. Mm-hmm. I'm not a trained counselor. I'm not, I don't have any psychiatric uh, training, but I can tell you that we will hear you out and be and we'll 100% honest with you. What is it, Nico? You're going to laugh at everybody's problems, basically. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's part of the deal, I think. Expect that. Okay. Yeah, I expect people that. people will know that when they call in. But I don't think we're going to be cruel well, you know, about anything. Do- I mean, let's be honest. You're not getting Dr. Phil. Yeah. No, it's better than Dr. Phil. Buzz isn't Fraser. <laughs> Nico, you come to me with problems sometimes. I'm, I'm usually like a good sounded board, right? And Wouldn't then you Buzz agree? will tell us. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nico Afterwards. comes on and he goes, why did you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> not only do you body shame me, you betray my trust in like a... a and like my doctor, like you're like my psychiatrist. Would we? Would you like to also schedule an appointment for our therapy yeah. session next no, week? No, I'm, I'm paying too much already. <laughs> I, I am not HIPAA compliant. I'll just come right out and say uh-huh. it. <laughs> I do have to tell you that I watched the video. This was a, about a year ago. It was the video of Buzz doing his crossword puzzle. And the whole point of it was to rickroll Nico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the ending of the video, so as you're watching it, it's entertaining, but the ending of the video is brilliant because all of a sudden Nico's just like, I had things to do today. <laughs> like, you kept me here for this? I had things to do today. Oh, no. I think we lost you. Today. He has things to do right, today. He's got things he's got to do today. All right, Nico was out on the, uh, on the West Coast. He had to go help a friend uh, move some stuff. And that's not that's not code for anything. We could call <laughs> We could call the segment Thoughts for Your Thoughts with Dr. Buzz. Group therapy, because I think you guys, you know, you chime in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um I will say about uh Christy, you know, she looks like she uh takes care of herself. 
she said she works hard for it. There's no, no reason. Look, I know a lot of people who are overweight that go to the gym. They diet. Yeah. They probably do it a lot more. I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, it's not you like people. Diet. Okay, not the diet part, but I work out sometimes. <laughs> but I know people who do, like, honestly uh-huh. try their best, and it doesn't happen for them. It's yeah. not necessarily a thing you control, uh, can control. It's a lot of it's genetic and stuff, but uh, uh, there you go. So if anybody wants help, just get in touch with Joanna. You can even email Joanna or uh, give us a call, and she'll set it up. Sure, I th- I'd like a regular feature where people have their problems, and we, we try and help you work them out, or at least give you an honest sounding board on it. We're out of time. Willie Barsetta is going to be back tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll talk to you first thing tomorrow. So long.